Conversation cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. My apologies to those of you listening live. Uh, for some reason or another, the uh, streaming interface was being weird. Maybe because it's, I don't, who knows? It was just being weird. Um, oh, it's going to be one of those evenings. Hi, I'm Robin. This is The Horn. Head-on.live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza that is the Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. All time zones in between in the great glow brown. And uh, where if you pop into the chat room right here, right now, uh, listening live, you'll be greeted by the early arrivers. That's Irish Dave and Ralphs and uh, Squeaky and Theo. Hi, gang. And capably moderated by Horn Chief Agronomist, Chief Mathematician, and Bud Trimmer Emeritus, Roger, in Oregon. I guess we could add Zimmergist to that. A, 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 a Someone uh, schooled in the ways of yeast fermentation. Yeah, Zimmergist. Uh, oh, yeah, it's going to be one... The late Robin. Not sure why, but I had a vision of you running about the studio with some string and additional tinfoil to slap on the bunny ears in order to connect to the interweb tubes. Oh, you're not far off. Most broadcasts, I'm standing up on, on I'm standing on one leg, one hand in the air, and the phone just fell. And y- yes, I, I'm, I'm, I am bedeviled by ancient software and old machinery. The crack on the iPad screen continues to grow, but it's I'd rather be that late Robin than a different late Robin, Matt, so yeah, there's that, too. It is Friday on the front porch. We have reached the end of, uh, what is this, the third full week of uh, October? Well, yes, it is. It is the end of the third full week of October. How's about that, sports fans? Um, and um, that being the case every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude 
And this program is no different, so we, th- we say thank you at the beginning of the program to our 20th day of the month PayPal subscribers and contributors. Thank you. Thank you for jumping in, Ralphs, and uh, following through on your wager uh, from, from yesterday about uh, Jim Jacketoff Jordan. Thank you. And thank you to Dr. John out in New Mexico. Thanks as well to Ralphs. And thank you to Armand and Vincent. Thank you to Reverbo out in Colorado. Thank you to David in Oregon. Thank you all for being partial sponsors of this program and helping to keep free, independent, liberal, progressive media alive. It it really is a big deal. Um, We are four days away from being 18 years at this, and that still blows my mind. Also, uh, if you uh, are listening to the podcast, please be so kind as to like uh, each and every episode wherever you download it, and maybe even leave a comment on the uh, for the algorithms to read. It's got to be really dull being an algorithm, doing the same thing over and over and over again. So, yeah, give, give them something interesting. And it helps to grow the program. So thank you for that. And uh, with all that being said, uh, the fundraising goal is uh, $1,655, or $1,695. And that's uh, that's 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 better than we dared dream. So sixteen ninety five would be our end of the third full week of October community made miracle. Anything we do to knock that down will be helpful. And uh, go, hell, it all goes to the bills. It really does. Um, it is miserable outside here. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, Friday on the front porch, like I said. So here in. Um, about 45 minutes, we'll go over the river and through the trees to gather together in the old holler tree that we sublet from the Keebler Elves, in which we keep the extraordinary, ordinary round table around which we gather every day, every Friday. There's a link at headon.live that'll carry you into the Skype group. It's right there on the main page. And you'll be part of a what is really a fascinating conversation. And new voices are always welcome. Um... So maybe consider participating this evening. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear the thoughts of this community. But like I said, it is, uh, uh, it, it's just garbage outside. And it's a real shame because this is, this is Bridge Day weekend. And last year's Bridge Day weekend was absolutely beautiful. A friend and I walked all over Fayetteville and stopped in and uh, had snacks at the Mexican place downtown and uh, checked out all the booths and the vendors and god i think i must have walked 10 or 15 miles that day it's good for me because uh, it is the largest single day festival in the state of west virginia and there and, and even with the crap weather we're going to have tomorrow probably still be a hundred thousand people out there so i'm going to be i'm going to up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and do the best i can to be presentable and uh Head out. I guess I'll be by myself because Annette does not want to fight the crowds, and I don't blame her. But that just it's it's so vibrant, and it it really does show off this uh, this wonderful little area at its very best. And it's a shame to miss it. And the colors. Well, I had to run down to the run down to the settlements for uh, for provisions earlier, and the colors are peak. 
I mean, when we get another pretty day, blue sky against all that gold and all that red and all every yeah. Um, the deep, the purples and it's quite striking, but I still maintain my anti-autumnal bias. Uh, fear not, Darlene. No, no. It's still a sign that everything's dying. And Baby Watch continues. Uh, there is, uh, I, well, Mama down in Tennessee is feeling like uh, it could happen at any time. So I don't know. Maybe little Luna will be a good girl and show up on the weekend. It remains to be seen. Uh, I hope you'll jo- I hope you enjoyed last night's uh, discussion conversation that Tara Devlin and I had uh, from uh, in uh, sitting in for Malloy. Uh, we're doing it again this evening, and we'll be back on Monday as well, assuming that I'm not in Tennessee. Flavio. <laughs> uh, Habemus parlatorum. <laughs> oh, I, got, I, I, I love a good Latin joke at the beginning of the program. A picture of a porta john with smoke coming out. Black smoke indicates no new speaker. Oh, we'll get to all of that. Yeah. Habemus parlatorum. <laughs> Nerd humor. Thank you, Flavio. That just made my evening. It's not so bad, says Lee in New York. A lawyer named Powell pleaded guilty in court. A cheese bro pleaded guilty in court without a bro in sight. An orange-faced human is getting red-faced. Okay, your two tin cans and a string internet is flaky. Others have worse days, but they deserve it. Right. Deserving's got nothing to do with it. Huh. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, three down, 16 to go. And at this rate, Nitwit Nero may be sitting at, at, at the defense table all by his lonesome, which would be, it doesn't bother me. And all of those non-Democrats will be taking the stand. All those good Republicans. All of those good maggots. Having learned the errors of their way, will take the stand. And based on the proffer of evidence uh, in uh, Kenneth Cheesebro's uh, hearing today, um, I think, that, and granted, it takes a, it'll take a freaking forklift to do it, but it, sa- it sounds to me like Nitwit Nero is going under the bus. And somewhere, somewhere, Rudy Giuliani is drinking cheap scotch out of a, out of a straw. Cutty Sark. Just guzzling it. Got a whole Jeroboam turned upside down in a gravity feed. Uh, Stephen, New York. A $13 challenge. There are 13 letters in Schadenfreude in honor of my Schadenfreude for our favorite Nambla-adjacent Congress critter, old Jim Shorts Jordan. Yeah, I've been thinking about that phrase all day. Nambla-adjacent speaker candidate. Oh, it always happens this time of year. uh, sorry to hear that, Randy Radar. The heat pump is malfunctioning here, but they're sending someone to fix it tonight, supposedly. I've been using electric heat only this week. Ouch. 
Yeah, that, that's the kind of thing that makes an old-style uh, old electric meter spin like a carnival pinwheel. I know a little bit about that. We're not. We're, we're just running a couple of space heaters at this point. But yeah, thirteen dot. So thirteen letters in Schadenfreude. Thank you, Steve. So if somebody wants to kick in thirteen bucks, that'll make twenty six, and we'll be down to uh, sixteen seventy nine. Sixteen seventy nine. Well, it's just a little more than not quite forty years after one of my ancestors first got here and landed in Roxbury, Massachusetts having traversed the Atlantic on a vessel called the Elizabeth Ann. <sighs> so, was a busy day. Shitty day for Jim Shorts Jordan. He lost even worse today than he did before in the first two ballots. And then they went into, in, then they went into the carcass and carcassed for a while. And they had a secret ballot to see who... Now, there's more support for Jim than we thought there were. No, uh-uh, no there wasn't. That skeevy, reactionary, insurrectionist, domestic terrorist baboon from Ohio. Don't send me an email telling me not to insult baboons. I'll take it up with them later. He only got 86 votes out of his entire caucus saying, Yeah, run, Jim, run, 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 far, far away, run. And so we're back at square zero. And thus far, my, my, uh, my, my theory holds true. Namely, that they don't want a speaker. And this is just a not-so-clever charade. Ha-ha, charade you are. Not-so-clever charade. Oh, come on, Robin, charade. To cover their tracks and the fact that they want the government to shut down in the middle of November. Not going to give up on this until they prove me wrong. So I guess we're back to square one with uh, Hobbit McHenry. God, that gavel makes him look so tiny. And yet somehow it didn't make it didn't make Nancy Pelosi look tiny. Well, I, I, I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe Bowtie Boy and because uh, he's from North Carolina, right? And, and, and Miss Lindsay's from South Carolina, and Miss Lindsay's a hobbit. I tower. Over Miss Lindsay. And Monday, yeah, I mean, probably a half to an afternoon session on Monday because it'll be a travel day. 86 votes. Steve says, let's not forget that that is far less than a majority of even his own caucus. Yeah, nobody likes him. And they particularly don't like the tactics of his supporters. I ran across uh, I ran I ran across an actual explanation of what it was 
that was said to the spouse of one maggot member of Congress who didn't want to vote for Jim Jordan. They had a voicemail in a segment on CNN and actually played the portion of the voicemail. Pledging to stay in the race for House Speaker despite two failed votes this week. The House expected to hold that third vote today at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And Jordan met with some of the Republican holdouts yesterday, still trying to win them over in his bid to become Speaker. This guy refuses to lose, and that's okay. I, I find that to be very good. But at there's some point that we're going to have to move forward, and we can't keep the country shut down. Joining us now, our congressional correspondent, Lauren Fox. Lauren, good morning to you. Interesting that he's going to hold this press conference. Is it an effort to try to sway some of those folks like Kelly we just heard from or just to update the American people? Yeah, Poppy, this is an uphill climb, though. His intention for this press conference this morning is really to try and rally support that up until this point, he has been unable to garner with some of those members behind closed doors. You saw Mike Kelly there. He is a Republican from Pennsylvania who me and my colleague Manu Raju spoke to yesterday after that closed door meeting with Jim Jordan. But a source who was in the room for that meeting told me that the message from members who met with him, some of those holdouts was there is no path for you to become speaker. The person told me that the message they meant to deliver in that room was it's over. Move on. Clearly, Jim Jordan is not taking that message to heart. He's going to have this press conference this morning. Then the intention is to go to the floor at 10 a.m. And one of his closest allies, Warren Davidson, tweeted last night that Members should be prepared to stay on the floor all weekend and continue voting. Whether or not that comes to pass, of course, remains to be seen. But it just shows you, Poppy, that despite the fact that, yes, there are many members telling Jim Jordan to move on, he's not taking the way. Lauren, what do we know about the threats? So many of the members that are very clearly opposed have been citing threats to themselves, threats to their family members. What do we know? Yeah, Phil, I'm so glad you brought this up because I think one of the things that people don't realize who aren't on the Hill every day is just how raw the nerves are for these Republican members, in part because now this is extending not just to themselves, but to their families. I want you to take a listen to a message that was left to a wife of a congressman who voted against Jim Jordan. Here it is. So listen. You're going to keep getting calls and emails. I'm putting all your information over the Internet now. Everybody else is. And you will not be left alone because your husband, Jim Jordan, or more conservative, or you're going to be molested like you can't ever imagine. And again, nonviolently. And... I mean, just listening to the vitriol in that message, members are getting calls, their staff uh, are getting calls. And I think one thing to keep in mind here, I talked to Representative Don Bacon. He said that he had talked to his wife and she had gotten a series of terrible calls the night before last. And he said he called her in the morning to check in on her. And she said that she had slept okay because she had a loaded gun. I mean, that tells you just... Well, to be fair, Don Bacon is from Nebraska, and Mrs. Bacon probably sleeps with a loaded gun every night. 
I don't necessarily know that she keeps it under the pillow. I don't know if she carries hot in the pipe or if it's a Glock. And ha- you know, I don't know any of that. But these are maggots, okay? Of course she sleeps with a loaded gun. Hell, it may be foreplay with those people. I don't know. But I'm not discounting the the ugliness that they're that they're, that they're experiencing. And I'm, ever since I first heard this clip, I've been trying to sort out how one gets nonviolently molested. Anybody? I mean, the guy admitted to doxing her. One hopes that maybe some law enforcement agency might be interested in finding him. Maybe they'll swat. Maybe maybe they'll swat the bacon residents next. I, but is anyone surprised by this? Even remotely? It's who they are. That's all. That this is the heart of maggotdom. Nitwit Nero got five fined five thousand dollars just a little bit ago in uh, Manhattan. Uh, in the man in, in the Supreme Court of man, uh, of New York for Manhattan, where Justice Ingoron is presiding over his fraud trial, five thousand dollars. But you know the the, the justice Justice Ingoron did say, "Look, I can sanction you. I can send you to jail because of the fact that." He did. He 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 flaunted the October third gag order, partial gag order. He's gagging on his partial. That the judge imposed on Nitwit Nero over a toxic, threatening post that he made about the justice's clerk. Told him to take it down. Told him to take it down immediately. He didn't take it down. And then, because he's a pissant who can't take who can't take responsibility for any of his own actions, his pettifogger pled in court that, well, you know, the Trump or, the Trump campaign is a big is a very large machine, and the judge wouldn't have any of that either. He said, I don't care how big the machine is; it's still his, and the buck stops with him. So there's another thing for him to appeal. Although appealing a five thousand dollar fine. Well, he may wind up not even having the $5,000. May not have it now. You got $5,000 I can borrow. Hey, hey, Jared, Jared, can I borrow 5K? Uh, 10, really. Because I'm going I'm to have to put that in escrow, the 5 in escrow, and then I'm going to have to pay more money to the lawyers to appeal it. By the way, his appeal of the gag order itself is going nowhere in a hurry. No matter how much table pounding takes place. Uh, Christopher in Oregon, Jacketoff Jordan, no speaker for you. Jacketoff just asking the question, so you, th- you say there's still a chance? Answer back from the universe. Hell to the no. Either put on your jacket or put on your leotard. Happy Front Porch Friday, Horn family. Emilio noting, oh no, they're getting mean phone calls. It's not okay when it happens to Republicans. For the record, I'm against it happening to anyone. I'm just challenging the entitlement of IOKIYAR, or in this case, it's not okay when it happens to Republicans. (laughs) 
kind of wish they hadn't bleeped out the, the vulgarity because, you know, America needs to hear. Truly, America needs to hear how vulgar these maggots are. And that wasn't an outlier, okay? Again, this is who they are. Maybe I have a problem with English, says Suman. It is, after all, my second language. Can someone please tell me how one can get molested nonviolently? The definition includes the word assault, for fuck's sake. I, you, 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 in gentlemanly fashion, Suman included asterisks, but well, I just, I just assumed that that was for fuck's sake. Yeah, me either, and you know, I'm a longtime practitioner of the art of wording, of of, of knowing words, at least in English. Uh, Lee adds, Speaker Vacancy, I disagree with your conclusion. Opposition is deep in each Republican. They get what they want or they get nothing. They do not want to compromise. They have said this repeatedly. Believe them. The Freedom Caucus only want their power. Other Republicans do not want a Freedom Caucus member. There are many egos who will not be led. They do not follow the indicted idiot. They fear opposing him. They do not fear anyone else. They are a party by name, Lee adds, but they are not unified on anything. Oh, now quit it. They hate Hunter Biden. And they hate Joe Biden. And they know that climate change isn't real. They believe that. Oh, there's lots of things they're unified on. They're just incapable of governing. It's so much more fun to just sit on the sidelines and carp. $5,000 for a fine. Lee says, I'm sure the maggot hat, MAGA hat wearers will open their wallets for an alleged billionaire. Not for very much longer, I don't think. Um, Randy Radar says, you don't quite get how sociopaths work. There's initially a lot of heat, not much light, but over time they form a pecking order, sort of like hermit crabs lining up to get their new shells. By the way, sociopaths are narcissists who lie, and thus you get the GOP. Or GQP, as the case might be. But it has been a zany, zany day. Kenneth G's bro there, entering his guilty plea. Getting off easy, misdemeanors, he and Squidney Powell. But it's a pretty fair trade if they both drop a rock on Nitwit Nero and his pal Rudy Man in a Dress Guliani. And this morning, it, it never ceases to amaze me, my filthy morning habit, once again, a phrase that I've used here a million times, and the, the and and the facial expression, you know, unpaid product placement, but just the facial expressions of Jonathan Lemire are worth tuning in for. 
following a new series of Come surprising on, chaotic developments. There is on, another, a new House vote for Speaker scheduled at so, 10 so o'clock So that guy's supporters, by the way, let's just stop right Election here. Election denier, let's just, sto- let's just stop right there. That guy, yeah. right there, his people are calling the wives, texting the wives of Republican members and threatening them. Ken Buck got a report that Ken Buck's lease in his local office got canceled because he didn't support Jim Jordan. Pressure is mounting from all over from right-wing freaks. Let me say it again, right-wing freaks who are threatening. Yeah, say it say it twice, Joe, so that everybody who listens to this program and have have heard me call them right wing freaks a million times can make sure and know that yeah, you're you're tuned in. Hi Joe. Hi Mika. Right wing freaks. Mm-hmm. He's not wrong. Neither am I. Threatening Republican members, if they don't support Speaker, now listen, I'm not really good at politics, Willie. Uh, uh, that's not really a good way to win friends and in- influence fellow members of Congress. In fact, in the words of Aristotle, be ye careful, ye may piss them off, which, of course, I had no idea ye was used in Stop. ancient Greek. But in this case, Aristotle did. And you know what? Be the right. Harassing people's wives as a political tactic, as a way to twist yeah, arms to get their vote. Which is who would who would have work. thought it's backfiring spectacularly on Jim Jordan. All these members are going public with these stories and saying there are people from his office or people working on his behalf at least threatening us. We've had to have extra security because I won't vote for Jim Jordan, an insurrectionist, a guy who won't admit that Joe Biden won the 2020 election. I don't know what he thinks his path is. He's not giving up the game, though, Mika. He's going to go up for another vote today, a few hours from now, actually. He thinks somehow this vote total is going to go up when, in fact, every time they go to a vote, he gets fewer votes. And it might be because of the harassment of members' loved ones. Like who? Okay, the the move comes nearly 24 hours after the Ohio congressman said he would support temporarily empowering interim interim speaker um, Patrick McHenry of North Carolina to take on the speaker's role until January, allowing legislative business to continue in the face of two wars and a looming government so, shutdown. So, but Jonathan, my God, Lemire. Mm. Within a couple of hours, Republicans got together. And this portion of the Republican caucus being stupid as they are politically, so stupid, we're like saying that would be like turning the floor over to the Democrats. That would be another one like waving his constitution, said it would be unconstitutional. I didn't know what is is North Carolina like a breakaway republic? Is regular order unconstitutional? <laughs> like, like, why, why would it be why would it be turning the floor over to Democrats? If you gave the speakership temporarily to a Republican so that things could from North Carolina, so things could run effectively, they could pass appropriation bills and the Republican Party would not get further like battered by all of this. And America could speak with one voice on terror attacks.
Yeah, McHenry, not from Cambridge or Brooklyn. Uh, he's from North Carolina. And there is a surreal sense of whiplash Ow. what happened yesterday in the House of Representatives, where Jordan didn't have the votes, decided he would throw his support behind the McHenry maneuver to temporarily increase his powers. <clears throat> Jordan himself talking to reporters saying this is what we're going to do. Then behind closed doors, as you just alluded to, a lot of dissent about this. Also a lot of anger at the eight Republicans who ousted Kevin McCarthy in the first place. In fact, screaming at Matt Gates. one member threatened to take a swing at him while they were behind closed oh doors. Then they realized they don't have the support for McHenry. Jordan comes back out, says, well, we'll try it again. Word then leaks that McHenry might quit, that he's not going to do this role any longer if it doesn't <laughs> go through certain procedures. And we end up worse than where we started. And there is no yeah. path. There's no one suspects, Willie, that, that Jordan will have the votes to get through it today. And then it becomes, well, how many more rounds of voting does he want to put up with? How many more rounds of voting do his fellow Republicans allow him? What happens this weekend? Does anyone else step forward? Does McHenry get convinced to try it again? It's chaos, it's chaos, and it comes against the backdrop. Of the President of the United States last night addressing the nation, saying we need to help our allies, and we can't. And with due regard from an ancient children's program, and what about Naomi? And this is... Uh, yeah, this was all before the session was gaveled in this morning. And I don't think they even understood how bad it would get for Jim Shorts. So now they're going to talk about this empowerment movement again. And I do. I differ, I, I differ with Joe Scarborough. I don't know that it is constitutional. But if they, but really, it's not one to take to the courts. It's one to take to the rules committee. And as we talked about yesterday, the rules committee is has twice as many Republicans on it as Democrats. And so, if that's what they want, that's what they will have. But Hobbit McHenry doesn't seem to 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 particularly relish the role I mean it's kind of like being picked last in kickball isn't it oh, we'll give it to Kevin liked him he put him in he, he put him in the envelope so yeah, here we are but presumably there was more than one name than Patrick McHenry there Patrick McHenry just agreed to do it and where's the where's the coverage of the uh, ejection of Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer from their uh, courtesy offices in the Capitol. Did that did did that get rescinded, or did that go on and continue? And well, of course, as always, the the, the cruelty is the point. Matt in San Francisco noting, as Tara always says, they lack the fundamental maturity to function in a democratic society, let alone run it. And she's right. You know, we talk off air and uh, from time to time, especially when we're covering from Loy, and that has been that has been a central tenet of our un ongoing discussions these last couple of days. They can't govern because they can't govern. 
redundant, one might think, but not in this case. They can't govern because they don't want to govern. They can't govern because they don't know how to govern. But the bottom line is, they can't govern. And then there's, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Representative Austin Powers, congressional man of mystery, who has to get a civics lesson from CNN's Manu Raju. This was cute. Here on air, you have been very, very uh, upset at the way the whole, all of this has gone down here. What do you say to the people who had started this, the eight Republicans who initially voted out Kevin McCarthy at this moment? The same thing I say to the 208 Democrats that voted with those eight Republicans. It was a dangerous game that was being played. The consequences are real for the country. Oh, if men it's our angels, fault we again. We need the government, as you know. But men aren't angels, and we need the United States House of Representatives to open. And so, and so certainly we have eight Republicans that are guilty, but there are 208 Democrats that voted with them to put us in this position. And now, uh, you know, we have to come up with a, another speaker nominee. But you guys and can't even get behind a speaker nominee. Republicans are Ow. so badly have divided about this. Why? We're, we're upset about what happened. Right. Because because 208 Democrats voted with eight Republicans to remove the Speaker of the House and put us in the current position that we're in. That, that's what happened. They took out the largest Republican fundraiser that House Republicans have, have ever had. So it did a tremendous amount of damage. Oh, there's what he's upset about. It hurt the money. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Steve in New York. Uh, Patrick McHenry, he's the Bob Euchre of the GOP. A shitty thing to say about, or or maybe the marvelous Marv Throneberry of the GOP, old Stone Fingers. And apparently the internet is blipping. Uh, thank you, Micah, and thank you, Stephen New York, for letting me know. But God, they're going to hammer on that. The Democrats, the, the Democrats did this to us thing until you know maybe somebody starts believing it. It's just big lie theory. Repeat the lie until over and over and over again, and it will eventually become the truth. And they just can't cope with the fact that that motion to vacate was a self-inflicted wound by the greatest fundraiser this Congress has ever known. He let it, he let it, ha you know, he's a lie hopper. He let it happen on purpose. He he gave his testicles uh, to, to, to Matt at Just Gates Worse and let him keep it in a, you know, let him keep him in an old Gerber's baby food jar in the back of uh, Marginal Trailer Queen's refrigerator. Emilio, because money? I has sad. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, Randy Raider. And the Jack in the Box comes out of his house. Romper room. Jack in the Box just scared the hell out of me when I was little. Austin Scott, a Republican of Georgia, not Austin Powers, congressional man of mystery. Robin, stop that. Damaged our party. It did a tremendous amount of damage to our conference. There's a tremendous amount of resentment among the different groups in the conference. And so the resentment is something we've got to work through. Hopefully we have a, uh, a nominee on Tuesday and can go to the floor and hopefully uh, we can get that person across the floor. Well, well, well tell us, Austin. Uh, 
Let's talk about your resentment. Let's unpack that a little bit. How do you feel about all that resentment? Hmm? That person. It, it'll, it'll be up to the conference to, to make the determination on who's going to represent us on the floor. How does this make the Republican Party look right now? Uh, I think it makes Congress as a whole look very bad. It makes Congress as a whole look very bad. The Democrats have had a lot of fun with it, but the fact of the matter is 208 Democrats voted with eight Republicans. The Democrats are not innocent in this. They're not. But Matt Gates and the Republicans started this. But Matt Gates has, has, has very personal differences with Kevin McCarthy. So? Devil Lance Hatfield had very personal differences with uh, whatever his name was, McCoy. But, you know, it was them. Randall McCoy. Randall McCoy. Randall. <sighs> because, because like their God Emperor, they simply cannot stand to have to take responsibility for who and what they are. Okay, so next question, who then? So it was very personal differences, not legislative differences, that, that led to this. And, and when he brought the motion, and he was the, he was the person that brought the motion, uh, you know, the, the end result of it is a very dangerous position that we're in as a country. So we're going we're to have conference uh, on Monday. We will have uh, different candidates running, and then we will have a vote Tuesday morning uh, inside the conference to, to come up with a Republican nominee, and then hopefully we'll be on the floor Shortly after lunch. So, if you're still with me here, um, it's about to get even funner because here comes mans masculine man of masculine masculinity, Chip Roy of Dribbling Dick, Texas. Darlene in Connecticut asking, for fuck's sake, don't you get it, Robin? I think I do. The ultra-maggot party being unable to get its collective shit together is the Democrats' fault, of course, was our fault before it all went south, is now and forever shall be. Who'd have thunk it? An entire party of narcissists. Narcissists are never at fault. They're always the victim. Someone else is always responsible for what the narcissist has brought down upon themselves. I guess I'm just a little slow, Darlene. Maybe it's because it's autumn and the light is failing. Matt in San Francisco, the call is coming from inside the house, so you want us to believe that if the exact thing happens in reserve and Nancy Pelosi in reverse and Nancy Pelosi was speaker, that the Republicans would have put country over party and wouldn't vote Pelosi out? Give me a break. Oh, hell no, Matt. They would have voted her out and then ridden her out of town on a rail. I mean, remember, their supporters were the ones rampaging through the Capitol on January 6th looking for to try to murder her and Mike Pence. They brought their own gallows. <sighs> yeah, Randy Radar. But, it, but, 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 but it's all Biden's fault. Yes, yeah, that's the... The, the, the classic track from Jimmy Buffett, you know, Margaritaville. 
he sings, but I know. And there's a couple of different faults. And then at the end he goes, but I know. It could be my fault. It's a process. They haven't gotten through yet, and they're still trying to make political hay out of the fact that the Democrats wouldn't be mommy to them and save them, you know, after they had licked their finger and stuck it in the light socket and shorted out the house. Wait, they shorted out the house. Okay, let's try Congressman Roy, how big of a mistake was it for the Republicans who voted to oust Kevin McCarthy about a plan here? I think he could, could have stopped with at oust McCarthy. And without a plan is a bit superfluous, really. Oh, but Chip Roy, he's got an answer. He's forceful. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to go down that road. I, I, that's been asked and answered, right? I didn't support the motion to vacate. Uh, I supported Jim Jordan wholeheartedly. I think it was a mistake for the Republican conference to just walk away from arguably the most popular Republican in the Republican Party. So Hold on. If Jim Jordan is the most popular Republican in the Republican Party, what does that say about, gener- just generally speaking, what does that say about the popularity of the Republican Party? An old Nambla-adjacent wrestler, wrestling coach, who looked the other way when young men, hundreds of young men, were being raped at The Ohio State University, and that's the most popular man in the Republican Party? God, I hope Nitwit Nero doesn't see this clip. He'll be, uh, he'll be, he'll be hate-triping uh, Chip Roy. And, and Chip Roy loves him some Donald Trump. Um, we, uh, we shouldn't have done that. We just did. So now we got to go back. So who's going to be the candidate now? Uh, he, you think I'm going to start positing that? I'll tell you what, I'll pick somebody. I definitely don't want to be speaker, and I'll mention that name. Why, why is it so What a lovely little dig at the press. I'll pick someone I don't want and mention that name. Because... It's apparently the it's apparently media's fault too. It's your fault. It's my fault. It's our fault. It's the media's fault. It's the Democrats' fault. It's Nancy Pelosi's fault. It's Hunter Biden's fault. <sighs> uh, yeah. Hey, Tom in sunny San Rafael. It's the Democrats' fault. Hmm. Wonder how many Repiglickens voted for Nancy Pelosi. See, you and Matt were hive minding there out there on uh, right out there on the in the Bay Area. Just the 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 the, the, the telepathic waves, uh, just zipping around. I wish someone would say this, says Steve. It's your caucus who can't stay together. Why the hell should the Democrats have bailed out your candidate? Remember this, there's plenty of dissent in the Democratic caucus. Think of the Progressive caucus. And she kept the caucus together. And Hakeem Jeffries has done the same thing. Hard for the GOP to get their act together here. I've answered this before. Um, You can agree or you can disagree. Uh, we have our Democratic colleagues will not work with us on a single thing to secure the border. Not one thing. In any you're, you're the ones who can't get behind a candidate here. No, no, hold on. 
So, oh, it's about the, uh, it's the border's fault. Son of a gun. You know, if this guy, we're going to find out who all's fault this is. But it's not Chip Roy of Gonorrhea Gulch, Texas's fault, that's for sure. And it's not Jim Jacketoff Jordan's fault. And it's, I don't know, he, 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 he's probably a lot. It may be Patrick McHobbit's fault. So what we're doing is we're having a debate among the 221 who are willing to actually have a debate about the things our people care about. And some of that spills out in public. And you know what? It's a hell of a lot better than having a decision made by the Kremlin and foisted upon you. We are laying this all out. Um, there are those of us who aren't sure that this isn't a decision made at the Kremlin and foisted upon us. Oh, here's whose fault it is. Steve in New York. Thanks, Obama. Yes. All out in public view, and the American people can see it. It is the sausage getting made. It's the worst system except for, for all the others. You think now, this looks good? I mean, look, having the American people be able to see how we are we're wrestling with the tough decisions and what we're trying to do and doing it with intensity and doing it because we care about this country, I mean, God bless all of these people who put their names forward, all of the stuff that we're wrestling with, because it's a hell of a lot better than the way the rest of the world has always done it. Yep. Yep. The only problem is they're not wrestling with any great consequential decisions of our time. They're trying to pick a homecoming king. And I just keep thinking about who, yeah, who who's next. Uh, they haven't, could they? I mean, it's it's the maggot party. Could they run Elise Stupidnik up the flagpole and see if anybody salutes? Would she want it? Of course she would want it. Are you kidding me? Uh, how about, is Virginia X Fox still in the Congress? How about Marge? Or Clanny Oakley. See, I don't think Jim Jacketoff Jordan's the most popular, uh, most popular Republican in the country. I think the most popular maggot in the country is Marge. She's certainly the uh, one of the one of the leading lights of fundraising, and apparently that's a standard. Although she did charge, uh, she did charge. Craven McCarthy, $10,000 for her vote. Tough decisions, asks Matt in San Francisco. Since when has picking a leader been so rough? Well, when you can't pick out what to, what, where to order lunch, it's a sliding scale, Matt. Oh, oh wait a minute. Uh, Steve, Steve's bringing his A game this evening. Decisions made by the Kremlin. Someone's been talking to Lois in Staten Island. This is nothing more than Democrats or communists and lemons. Lemon communists. Yeah. It boggles the mind. And, and they're all like that. <laughs> Lauren Boebert, vote for me. Get a hand job. Steve, I mean, you're probably not wrong. 
I wonder if she'd get behind Ted Cruz for speaker. You know, they can always reach over into the Senate and ask a senator to be their speaker. Nah. But when you're getting schooled by Manu Raju, you have problems. Uh, Darlene notes, Chip did not use the word wrestling with. When we're talking about Jacket Off trying to be speaker, damn the goddess is working overtime. And all the world is football shaped. It's just for me to kick in space. And I can see, hear, feel, touch, taste. And I've got one, two, three, four, five senses working overtime. Oh... XTC was a great band. Uh, Lee in New York, serving as the Virginia X Fox Horn Ad Hoc Research Department, says, yes, she's still in Congress. She's 80 years old. But, yes, Chip did say wrestling. And I don't think he used it intentionally. I think he was just being, having his pink little tomato nose tweaked by the goddess of irony, Darlene. Matt says, Republicans, at this point, I'm impressed that they don't show up for work wearing their own. <laughs> at this point, I'm impressed that they don't show up for work wearing their underwear on the outsides of their suits. You know, those sporty racing stripes, right, Matt? Well, there went dinner in the central daylight time zone. Dishes just got cleared in the eastern daylight time zone. Good heavens. And uh, this story may get a little traction the next couple of days. I don't know, but uh, in Montgomery County, Maryland, a circuit court judge by the name of Andrew Wilkinson uh, was blown away in his own driveway last night. And that's chilling. He was appointed to the bench by former uh, Republican Maryland Governor Larry Hogan. Uh, he lived in Hagerstown. And now there is a search on for, uh, for, for a suspect in the killing. No, no, uh, curiously enough, they're not the, well, we just work with me here. They think, it, they, think, they think the murderer, the assassin, was a guy who had just lost a contentious child custody case in front of Judge Wilkinson. That would be not at all surprising. 
but don't be surprised either when the messaging around this involves maggots screaming, this is what happens when you attack the judiciary like those goddamn liberals are attacking a decent and honorable and honest man like Clarence Pubes on the Coke can Fappy Thomas. Remember how they how, how a man tried to kill Brat Kavanaugh? Only he didn't, and he turned himself in because he didn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. But the other question no one will ask. Is along the lines of uh, why, why did this guy have a gun? Uh, they're looking for 49-year-old Pedro Arjote, Arjote for what they're calling a targeted attack. Uh, cue the uh, cue the shrieks and screeches of he sure do got a funny name. And uh, it was no, apparently it wasn't a child custody case. It was a divorce case in which he. The judge ruled against the gunman, the suspected gunman. Law, enfor law enforcement have said they presume the guy to be armed and dangerous. But, well, the cops did note that the, ass the assassin, the alleged assassin, was that darling of the National Rifle Association... That's right. A lawful gun owner. He was a lawful gun owner, you see, until uh, his finger on the trigger traveled the necessary distance to engage the firing mechanism. And it's not much of a distance at all, really. And that's what transformed him from a lawful gun owner into just an awful gun owner. Curiously, the alleged gunman wasn't even present in court for the divorce hearing. Washington County Sheriff Brian Albert went on to say that, yeah, in fact, um, the judge had awarded custody of the children to his wife, and that's why the uh, murder took place. He was actually the plaintiff and brought the divorce case in June of 2022. At least in Washington County, he did not have a criminal record. But, as is so often the case, the cops had shown up at the, at the uh, home in response to verbal domestic assaults two times in the last few years. The guardian ad litem for the kids in the case had kind words for Judge Wilkinson, 
He was an amazing man, father, husband, and judge, and I am blessed to have known and worked with him. He's a hero. That lawyer's name is Ashley Wilburn. Uh, lawyers for the other two parties, the, the, the adults, the man and the, the husband and wife, have not issued any statements. But we can't be taking people's guns away just because they decide to murder the judge who ruled against them. No, we couldn't do that. That'd just be wrong. He needed that gun, damn it. Lee answering the question, why did he have a gun? He had a God-given right put in the Constitution by Jesus. If his, if his gun could be taken away, Obama would take everybody's guns. It's obvious. And uh, this is Merca, says Randy Radar. You get a gun, and you get a gun, and you get a gun. That's how he got a gun. You're not wrong, Randy Radar. Uh, going back to the guilty plea by Kenneth Cheesebro. Chibro, Chibro, David in South Carolina stands says, I don't know why I immediately went into a John Belushi impression when I heard that Cheesebro pleaded guilty. I, I did, though. Chibro, 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 Pepsi, 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 no Coke. And I had a note from uh, Baltimore Bob. He said, and then there were 16. Rumor has it that when Kenneth Cheesebro showed up for his mugshot, the photographer said, say cheese, bro, courtesy of Stephanie Miller. Yeah, that's, a, well, that's a subset of cheese heads, you know, Packers fans. And I had a lovely note from Norman out in Wisconsin, speaking of the Packers. Uh, White Rose Podcast. Thank you for getting the podcast back on the White Rose Society website. This is the only podcast I can listen to with my first generation iTouch. The other sources, including the head-on website, don't work as my iTouch lacks enough memory and the operating system is way out of date and can't be updated because of not enough memory. I can access the podcast on my desktop computer, but I listen in bed at night when my and, and my desktop is in the office. I understand. And uh, Norman says, Robin, you have a great oratory gift that needs to be heard by more people. I spread the word whenever the opportunity arises. Thank you, Norman. That's so sweet. Thank you so very much. That's kind. And so I have, well, I have filler robstered into the second hour of the program, but I was late to the microphone, so this is about an hour's worth of filler robster. Uh, I would think that uh, this would be an appropriate time to go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree that we sublet from the Keebler Elves. Gather around the extraordinary, ordinary round table. And if uh, 
someone would be so kind as to get the call started. We'll get the front porch conversation started. Remember, you can... Uh, You can take part in Friday on the Front Porch. Uh, there's a very easy button at the top of headon.live that will carry you right in. And uh, we'll see where the conversation takes us. Uh, let me see here. I wanted to... Uh, okay, let's uh, let's check in. Are you there, Roger? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, wait a minute. Let's see if you the 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 cord was being funny. Let's see if I have you now. I'm still here. Okay, I'm not. Um, uh, there we are. I think you're in the, I've got the iPad into the desk now, so that's good. And I'm still here. Yes, so you're going to be uh, back to bud trimming again soon? Yeah, uh, but apparently I didn't have to get involved with the, the hanging of the crop because it's a lot less than it's been in previous years, partly due to less things planted and partly due to early rain. So not quite so labor-intensive? Yeah, yeah, not as much of it to, to deal with. I, I don't know. I haven't been down to the farm and seen how full the, the racks are or anything of that sort. But historically, uh, there would be people out in the field harvesting, and they'd bring them to the, the little barn, and then my wife and I would sit there and hang stalks on the, the drying racks and then the dehumidifiers get turned on. A couple of weeks later, it's time to strip off the the buds from the stalks and clean and do all that stuff. And apparently, the well, the, the previous years, it's been a kind of an early harvest, and then fill up the drying room and put in a couple of dehumidifiers to get it dry really quick, and then take it down and start dealing with it while bringing in more crop and hanging it to dry and and all that, and apparently the the harvest this year didn't need the the two or three stage process and filling up more and more racks. There's about a hundred eight foot by eight foot racks that, that get filled when everything's there, and sometimes that's not enough, and that gets into the other things. So I don't know. We'll find out. But I, my first day of work was supposed to be tomorrow, and my wife came and told me that tomorrow got canceled, and I looked at her with a strange look on my face. She said, oh, down at the farm. I go, oh, that's better than tomorrow being canceled. So, <laughs> uh, no, I kind of wondered what was going to happen tomorrow if it got canceled. So, anyhow, uh, so it, it's not bud trimmer emeritus anymore. It's uh, back to active bud trimmer. Okay. Well, uh, I'm curious, uh, in that drying room, does it get fairly aromatic? Does it smell like a skunk? Yeah. Okay, that's another way of putting it. Yeah. Hey, I had some thoughts over this Jim Jordan fiasco that's going on right now. Oh, do please. Along about 1980 or thereabouts, wasn't there a guy that said they wanted to shrink government down to where they could drown it in a bathtub? 
That was Grover Norquist, and I think it's later than the 80s. Well, I think it's one of uh, Reagan's sidekicks, but anyhow. Oh, he was, he was. Grover Norquist. uh, Yeah, they started managing to uh, destroy public education about that time in one way or another. And they have been working through the regular legislative process to uh, continue on that. And we know that uh, 45 uh, decided he wanted to become dictator. And that was the whole fiasco on January 6th. But the Republicans have been taking a little bit of heat from the people who are still educated over the destruction of the federal government. And I, not being a conspiracy theorist or anything of that sort, but I think they have now come up with a way to totally destroy the government of the United States of America and blame it on the Democrats. Because this whole spiel that's being put out, uh, I mean, from McCarthy being booted is being blamed on the Democrats. The inability to elect a speaker right now is being blamed on the Democrats. But the longer that they can hold out and not have a speaker of the House, they have effectively destroyed the government of the United States. They have made it so seriously ill that unless some medication is provided by the 20 or so Republicans who refuse to vote for Jim Jordan, and they can't come up with anybody else that the Freedom Caucus will uh, support, they have managed to paralyze the government. Yes, that's, that's why I've been saying it's basically a constructive shutdown. Yeah, that the, the, it's no longer we won't pass a budget and, and defund the government and that kind of stuff. They've upped their game now to a total shutdown because, the, as we know, the Constitution says that any money bill must originate in the House. The president can request, the Senate can request, but the bill actually has to initiate in the House of Representatives. And money is the food upon which our government exists. And if you cut off the food, um, the government dies. I know that if I was an air traffic control person, since uh, I had a job when I was looking for the job I got, uh, and I was looking at along about the middle of next month, that they were expecting me to go to work and I still would not have enough money to pay the rent, buy any Christmas presents for my kids, or even eat, I would not stay going to work every day and not getting paid. I would find a new job just for my family's survival. And I, I just see this as a incredibly underhanded way of completing the drowning in the bathtub of the government sure and it's uh, it's 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 got a it's got a nice uh, dash of potential union busting in there too roger <clears throat> yeah well that's another whole round of uh, 
bullshit. Yeah, air traffic controllers walk. What happens? Uh, yeah, what happens if TSA walks? Does that ground all flights? Probably. And what happens? Well, uh, here's another. Well, if thing. it doesn't, if it doesn't ground all flights, it opens the window for bad actors to resume their uh, activities. Because unlike El Al, our cockpit doors were never hardened. Great. And think about the border. If uh, let's let's say customs or uh, the border patrol, let's say they walk, then that makes it more likely that somebody like Greg Aspot will use the National Guard to further militarize the border. You know, he got he got uh, uh, slapped down the other day for the razor wire he's trying to stretch all along the New Mexico border, the Texas border with New Mexico. I hadn't heard about that. Oh, yeah. See, when he got spanked for putting those uh, razor wire barrels in the Rio Grande and federal officials came and took them away, then he said, well, they're coming through New Mexico, so he uh, put a razor wire barrier between Texas and New Mexico, and once again, a uh, judge has said, no, that's unconstitutional. I, I was going to say, isn't there something about maybe the Tenth Amendment? Um where we're able to trans to travel about in the United States with no impediments border to border. Pretty much. Hey Robin, uh well when was the last time Aspot or Death Sentence gave two shits about the Constitution? Well there is that, Christopher. Hi. Hi. Happy Friday. Hey, going back to the TSA, you know with the Middle East basically on fire right now and Hezbollah and Iran kind of sitting on the sidelines waiting to see what would happen. Going back to the TSA, wouldn't this be really good timing, including with the holidays coming up for sleeper cells to wake up? Perhaps. Yes. Right. And if we have no TSA, we have no, uh, air traffic control controllers. Uh, yeah. A lot of bad things. It sets a stage, at least, for a lot of bad things. But remember, it's the Democrats' fault. Oh, yeah. You bet. You better get your AR-15, Chris. They'll be flying with hang gliders here pretty quick. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to do that. <laughs> Jesus, these people. Oh, but by the way, it is getting hotted up a little bit. I uh, was not encouraged by a story I saw out of ABC News, uh, I think, yesterday, late last night. Uh, the USS Kearney is um, cruising in the northern Red Sea right now. It's a guided missile frigate. And the USS Kearney shot down 
multiple missiles and drones. It's kind of important to note that the multiple missiles and drones were not targeted upon the Carney. Okay? The Carney was not under threat. The theory was that uh, Houthi rebels in Yemen launched them and that they may have been a may have been potentially were aimed at Israel. And so that is an active or that that's a you know that's that that is a an affirmative step to actively defend Israeli assets by the United States military. And of course the claim is that the Houthi rebels are funded and proxies for Iran. They uh, at God only knows what cost to the United States, the USS Kearney brought down eight drones. Is that worrisome? And those yeah. drones and missiles were fired from Yemen and were northbound, i.e. headed to Israel, uh, when the actions occurred. But they would have been brought down either over the sea or over Saudi Arabia, which means there was shrapnel landing on the ground in Saudi Arabia. That you would say, yeah. And of course, wow, that was loud. Uh, who? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I'm just looking at a map, and it's it. What's the range of those drones? Because uh, Yemen is at the far southern end of the uh, Arabian Peninsula, and it's all the way up the Red Sea. To Israel. Mm-hmm. But generally, when we think of drones, we're thinking of those little camera drones that people fly around in parks. When the military talks about drones, they are aircraft that they simply remove the pilot and put in a computer. And uh, in Iraq, in the Iraq war, a lot of the drones that were being flown the people that were flying them were sitting in a compound in Florida. I thought maybe, I, th- I thought somewhere I read it was in Las Vegas, but same, same. So is a Predator simply a drone, or is it a plane, or a hybrid? What is it? It's a plane without a pilot. Okay. But it's, 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 more, it's, it's like a glider with an engine on it that can hold Hellfire missiles. But it's huge. Its wingspan is the same span of a jet fighter. It's not a small plane. It's a big thing. So when you think of a drone, it's not small. It's the size of an F-35. Okay. Well, that's enlightening to me. Thank you. And what's the range of an F-35? You'd probably say a few thousand miles without fill-ups. Easy. I mean, they can get from here to Florida with afterburners in like 50 minutes. So easily 1,500 miles, I get. I bet. <sighs> Well, it's worrisome because that you know that that means we're taking an active that means we're taking some level of active participation in somebody else's war. 
Yeah, but isn't America... (laughs) All we're doing is helping Israel with the Iron Dome. Wouldn't the Iron Dome have caught it? Well, the Iron Dome definitely has... uh, Now we're getting into real conspiracy shit. Um, I think the Iron Dome has a level of, of attack that can simply be overwhelmed. And uh-huh. my thoughts are that when they got into, uh, busted out of Gaza and, and went into southern Israel, the Iron Dome-ish effect was simply overwhelmed. And I wonder how they found out what it would take to overwhelm the Iron Dome and who provided them with that information. They went to Jared? No, they went to oh. no, they went to Pooty. Oh, okay. But isn't Merca pretty much just a um, life support system for the state of Israel now? They went to Donald. <laughs> there you are, Kevin. <laughs> oh boy. I'm getting a little sick of this house. This this thing is crazy. It's such a joke. Two hostages were released. That's right. Yeah. I saw that. Uh, and they were from, from Evanston. Yeah, I was going to say they were from the greater Chicago land area. They'd been visiting friends on a kibbutz near the Gaza Gaza border. I can't even imagine what they saw. Ugh. I can't even. And I'll tell you what, Steve Schmidt's got a good uh, rant up on Substack. He's got some good ones. He's got a good one right now. He put up today earlier about uh, made reference to Roosevelt and Churchill and what, what they had to do to keep things, you know, I'm getting out of control and bad actors back then, similar to the bad actors now. And how we're, you know, Biden kind of mentioned it last night that, you know, we're at, we're at that point and our own government, not our own government. I'm sorry. Bad actors in our own. Yeah. I mean, treasonous. They're, they want to, they want to blow up the United States. It's, there's just no question about it. I mean, this, who else would be doing this shit? Who else would be doing? I mean, come on, you know they know what they're doing. I mean, look, we've been through this a million times, so I don't, I don't want to. Anyway, don't, and don't blaming do the Democrats, blaming the Democrats, blaming the repeat the lie over yeah, the and lie. over and over. But yep. where's the where's the evidence of the Democrats doing anything like that? They it never have any evidence. It doesn't matter. Yellis <laughs> doesn't. It does. It does matter. Evidence? They don't need no stinking evidence. Yeah. Just like Hillary, lock her up. Why? Well, it doesn't matter why. Because we said so. Oh, it sounds good. And that's like Giuliani when he screamed when he screamed at election fraud. They said, "Do you have any evidence?" No. That's all he said. We don't have evidence. We just had rumors, and that's why judges slapped them down and laughed at them. It's what they want to hear, you know? 
They want to hear it, so they'll believe it. Was it Herman Goering? He said it, right? Was it Goering or which one was it? Or Goebbels. I can't remember if it was Goering or Goebbels who said it. You know, I just said the same thing. So you tell these people what they want to hear and tell them over and over again, they'll believe you. And it's been like that for, it's not just Germany. And it's go back, I don't know, whatever civilization. So... Who's going to send the states? Who's going to send the states their Medicaid money, their uh, education money from the government when it's shut down? Like the poor little red states are going to get broke. They don't care about their. They don't care about their their constituents. Though their their people in the red states. No, they don't care about. They don't care about the poor ones. They can hang fire. Yeah. Well, they they have to get their bribes from the government. You know for. I would have said that it would have been way back in the day. Ed McMahon would bring the check, but I think he's yeah, he's, not, he's no longer very busy us. right now. <laughs> Shouldn't you call now? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, and uh, they've all, the drone strikes have also apparently been launched at uh, U.S. assets in uh, Iraq and Syria. Because we have troops on the ground there. Pouring out here. Rain in there, Robin? Yeah. Yes. Deluge. Yeah, pouring. Today and tomorrow. It's coming this way. It's supposed to pour today and tomorrow all day long. Yeah. Heavy rain. Yeah. yeah. I lucked out and didn't really Which start. is great for mowing leaves. Oh, I love it. Yeah, the leaves get smashed, and, and when it dries out, you go out there and get the lawnmower to cut them up. I, I got the double-bladed Honda. It does a pretty good job on them, on the, on the, on the leaves. Just a 24-inch walk behind, self-propelled. It's not right. But I'll tell you what, though. It's the best mower I've ever had. I, I paid a little extra for it, but it's worth every penny. It starts every full. I run a high test in it, you know, 93 octane. Change the oil every I year. Out, I went out and spent the better part of a thousand dollars last month, and I bought a Ryobi battery pack powered one. It's twenty-one inch, dual blade, self-propelled, all four wheels. It's actually pretty decent. Then again, I have a small piece of property, so but it works out well. It's nice, no huh? gas, no noise really, so it's good. I gotta upgrade. I gotta get electric after this. After this mower, everything I'm going electric with everything. Uh, well, car I'll probably go hybrid. You know. I won't go full after. I'll go hybrid. Well, it's supposed to continue raining here this evening. Everything squishes right now. Uh, yeah. T- tomorrow is just supposed to be cloudy with a high of 55, but a high of, fi- a high of 55 out on the bridge is going to be colder than a well digger's ass. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 55, that's no fun. But I am stoked. I'm making my bridge day weekend pot of chili. Nice. And it will be very good. I'll do the homemade chili sauce. I, I rehydrate several different kinds of dried chilies and put them through a Foley food mill so that I got this beautiful brick red chili paste. Mm. And then uh, and then and then build the build the uh, uh, the soup or stew base around it. I got some pretty stew meat for it. Some nice beans. Season it up real good. I still got some uh, 
I've still got some remaining uh, chili pepper, chili powder that our buddy Dr. John out in New Mexico sent me from a little uh, uh, a little Mexican grocery there. Um, and, and it's like hatch chili powder. And, oh, my Jesus, it is just gloriously hot. Little little goes a long way. Um, yes, <laughs> and if you build it just right, you'll get like a ta- you know just a little bite on the front end, and the burn happens on the back end, and that's when it's good because that's when you that, that's when you just reach over and go hand me the beer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you don't want the burn up front. You don't want a big burn up front. Yeah, that's Pakistani food hot, and that you need a big jug of milk. That's the only thing that could cure that. Or you can, or, or you can just uh, surf the burn, get the endorphin rush. Well, right. Just do nothing and take it. And this evening, uh, and it's just too crappy outside. But uh, every year before Bridge Day on the Friday, but on the Friday before Saturday Bridge Day. Uh, a local civic group does something called Taste of Bridge Day. And so it's all the local restaurants that show up on uh, in a single location. And, you know, it's the buy tickets thing. God, there's some good eats there. Tell tell us more about the Ohio cart you were talking about. Ohio. Uh, the, the you what? said that there was a... A sausage. Um, oh, 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 yeah, Derusos. We, we we talked about this a few weeks ago. I first found them uh, when they came to the Black Walnut Festival. Short form, we just call it the Nut Festival, because there used to be a state mental health facility in Spencer, West Virginia. Uh, sorry, that hospital is no more. But and I, I ran across it there. Uh, Derusos Italian sausage. When they get going, the whole you know the whole festival area or carnival area, the town and Spencer's, it just smells like simmering Italian sausage. And you know how most Italian sausages are curved. Mm-hmm. They get a little, you know. Uh, these are these are straight, mm-hmm. and it makes it ever so much better to. And and they they make their own homemade sauce with the peppers and the onions and mozzarella. Sounds heavenly. Oh, it is. It is. The minute the minute they got set up and got everything cooking, I would uh, go. I would go down to their trailer and get two, and have for, two for lunch for three days running, because then I wouldn't get them for another year. But sometimes they show up at Bridge Day, and it's really yummy when they do. I hope I hope for you that they do. Oh, I do too. And I feel bad for the people who are going to be do, vending like crafts and stuff. Where are the Mountaineers playing tomorrow? Uh, Oklahoma State. Ooh, good game at home. And if I had, the, I, wow. I told I told Annette earlier, if we weren't waiting on waiting on the balloon to go up and waiting on baby, that I would be inclined to just forego Bridge Day and just get on the road and go two and a half hours up the road to Morgantown and see the game. I've got some friends from across the pond I know who are going to be. Uh, we 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 went to college together, but he lives in England, and uh, I'd love to I'd I'd love to meet up. 
Mountaineer games are so much fun. I can imagine. There's a lot of good games on tomorrow. But I'm still not. I'm still. I'm not. Oh, that's that'll be a dandy. I'm still not okay after what happened last Thursday, not last night, but a week ago Thursday to my beloved Mountaineers. It's oh, it's just it's horrible. I missed it. Oh. What happened? Uh, with 12 seconds remaining, we scored and went ahead. Uh, we were 12 play- seconds. Yeah, we were playing Houston. Our old coach, Dana Holgerson. And then we lost. How'd you lose in twelve seconds? You, I, I'm not. I'm not going to try to. You got to. You got to go find the video. Ah, oh, Jesus! It was just. I I was having Don Nealon flashbacks. <laughs> Remember the uh, National Miracle or whatever that was. Oh uh, yeah. Remember that crazy play. Yeah. Was it something like that? I. I I was listening on the radio, mm-hmm. and I, I, frankly, frankly, I think I, I think I blanked because it's just like no, 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 ah, oh, not no. And oh, God, that hurts like a bitch. Yeah, because oh. I, you know, there was an old joke about Don Nealon always having the ability to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's the worst a, one. But I cut you guys. No, you go ahead, okay. Kevin. Worst one, remember, was uh, the Joe Pisarczyk fumble. He was a quarterback for the Giants before uh, Phil Sims. And uh, raised the tail end when the Giants, you know, remember they used to suck every year growing up. And uh, you're my age, Robin. Remember the Giants were terrible? Oh, yeah. In the 70s, you know. And uh, I think it was in 78. And um, Herman Edwards recovered the fumble. So all the Giants had to do was sit on the ball. And back then, they didn't do all the, you know, the victory formation stuff. and right. That wasn't that wasn't down a, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't a thing back then. They'd actually literally hike the ball and you know, and uh, but still, all he had to do was take a knee. Well, he fumbled, and Herman Edwards picked it up and ran it in for a touchdown. Dick mm. <laughs> Vermeil, I think it was like his first or second year in the Eagles head coach. It's it's famous. He, he, I know you guys are probably. I know. Oh yeah, Robbins. You remember now, Robin, what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. I do, I do. Uh, or uh, Chris probably too. Chris, you're not. You probably remember that. You've probably seen that play. Uh, or Tony, a little bit. Uh, maybe I've seen it. I'm Tony, Ro- yeah, yeah oh, Tony oh, Romo maybe. bobbling the snap from the, uh, the snap on the, uh, oh, the butt fumble. The butt fumble. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Yep. That was the worst. I mean, as far as like you know, didn't have playoff. And well, yeah, the Giants weren't going to make the playoffs or anything like that, but. It just epitomized how bad they were before, you know, Phil Sims and Parcells and everybody came in. <clears throat> Good game for the Ducks, too. I think they're playing the Cougars. Oh, nice. And so that's a top. Is it? Or when did that, that, maybe that was last week. Maybe No, it's no, uh, no way. Yeah, Cougars, Washington State. Who won that game? Yeah. Who, won, who won that game? I was watching that. Oh, the week. It was a, it was a um, all-time Instant classic last week. It was uh, the Huskies. It was a shootout, wasn't it? Wasn't a shootout. It was a shootout, and the Ducks lost. And yeah, the, 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 both the, defenses stayed on the bus. Oh man! Every time, pretty every, much. Every, yeah, you're talking. But Ducks there were some real skeptical. There were some really skeptical. Uh, um, going it on, going for it on fourth down. 
by the Oregon coach. And he yeah. said after at the press conference, he was like, you know what? If I had to do it again, I'd do it again. Because the sabermetrics tell me I should have gone for it. Well, sometimes the computer might be wrong. I remember there was, there was a computer named Hal that wasn't right all the time. <laughs> well played. <laughs> I'm sorry, ducks. <laughs> Well, hey, um, uh, not to not to be pushy or anything, but uh, we're uh, an hour and forty five minutes into the program. We're a big old we're a big old goose egg, and we are at uh, I, I miscalculated, but that's okay. Basically, we are at sixteen ninety five, and it would be great if we could reduce that number some, get more bills paid, because we've moved into exorbitant bill season as if they weren't already uh but uh, and uh, steve in new york has a 13 dollar 13 dollar schadenfreude matching challenge the 13 because schadenfreude has 13 letters in it and so uh, steve will match 13 dollars if it comes in in celebration of the schadenfreude we're all feeling for nambla adjacent former speaker candidate Jim, jack it off, Jordan. Uh, oh, and by the way, yeah, uh, I was I was wondering if anybody would bring this up because I know this is going to hurt. Uh, Randy Radar says Bill Buckner for the Red Sox in the World Series. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, just uh, go back. Uh, uh, going back in a few emails here, uh, uh, Steve in New York pointed out, Iron Dome, I heard an expert in ballistic missile defense say systems like that have like a 5% kill rate. Uh, no, you wouldn't you wouldn't know it to hear it coming out of the... Mm. Oh, got them all. Uh, the Congress shit, Steve says, it's the January 6th denouement. Not wrong. And uh, John in Central PA said... It's like you said, uh, the House of Representatives. It's like you said, Robin. The government is effectively shut down, and that's the way they want it. And it's chilling when you think about what we could not do if there was an emergency right here, right now. This is a coup. This is a coup. That you said they're going to do it again. They're doing it again right now. Right. right yeah. Uh, Steve said this is the denouement to January sixth. Robin, Steve owes your money. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, I've got several things. Thank you to Christopher. Uh, Christopher, uh, jumping in via Venmo, says simply, Schadenfreude. Thank you, Christopher. And Jeremy, thank you. And Ralphs, thank you. So, uh, mm-hmm. we're actually down to. 1635, which is actually the year, the year that my, one of my forebears at the tender age of 16 got off the boat and began uh, exploring Roxbury, Massachusetts. Yeah, no no, no kidding, Kevin, I've got Massachusetts roots. How's that story ending? How does that story end in ancient Greece or Rome? Shut up, Jeremy. 
I, he was probably so, uh, I don't know, he might have been literate. But, yeah, stay, uh, two generations in Massachusetts and then began moving southward, uh, stopped in Essex County, Virginia. And then my great-grandfather was born in Carroll County, Virginia. I haven't traced my back that far. I should. <clears throat> and they were English. And little known addendum, there was a song written about that uh, that voyage called Rock the Boat. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, and how about that? I never even thought about that. He uh, landed in Roxbury, and here I am, Roxanne, so. Goes around full circle. Indeed. Roxanne. There, got it out of the way. Nobody else has to say it now. I was singing. Uh, so we're going to wind up down with everybody responding. We're going to wind up down uh, down to uh, what thirteen o thirteen fourteen? Yeah. Thank you to a kind internet friend who wishes to remain anonymous. Sixteen fourteen, not thirteen. I can't. I I can't cipher for beans this evening. So, Roger, are you teaching a class this weekend? No, not this weekend. Um, I, I worked on a jam and jelly project yesterday where we <clears throat> brewed up 120 jars, half-pint jars of jams and jellies for our annual jam and jelly sale. Holy cow. But, but we, we've got three or four more sessions to go because we usually end up with like 400 jars. Um to be sold with a variety of flavors. Anyhow, I'm going to have to run off here for a bit because the yard guy's here and I got to go get him lined out and all the rest of that. But I'll be bouncing in and out. But uh, enjoy. And you as well, Roger. Give our best to Patricia. All right. Anything else on any, any anybody anybody got anything that's burning them up? Emilio, what's going on, man? Not much. Just caught here. I haven't listened to the last 15 minutes or so, but so I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Italian sausage. Okay. How about the uh, the Biden re-election committee having more followers on uh, True Social than Trump has now? Oh, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, Ralph, Ralph sent that along yesterday. There are more Biden followers on, on Tripe Social than there are... Mm -hmm. Trust. Oh, that's great. Oh, man, that'll send the ketchup flying. <laughs> ketchup is the I'll, ketchup I'll... is the default for Nitwit Nero's anger these days, you know? And poor yeah. little boron riding around on the, on the big wheel. <laughs> I also read a headline that said the, the company that's trying to take to social public, and I, I, didn't, I didn't read the article because I was working, but I, I imagine it's someone trying to make money for the right wing. Very likely, but it's the thing about, is, the fu the funding is all screwed up, 
and he literally may not he may lose it even before it gets taken away from him what's even funnier about this is people were kind of worried when people started breaking up from the rico case in georgia this is how it's designed to work people split off and start flipping on the big guy he's going down lots more are going to flip these are only the first two yeah, he, he may, like I said in, in the first hour, he may wind up by himself at the defense table. And every single person testifying against him will be a Republican. You can't, you can't, you can't overemphasize that. Just like the January, January 6th committee. All the witnesses or Republicans. were Republicans. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, thank you so much. You just took us down to 1564, so thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'm surprised none of these senators have stepped up. And Remember I was talking about Tuberville last uh, Friday, and here we are still. Unbelievable. I mean, do they want us to fail? They must want us to fail, I guess, huh? The military. They, they re- I think that they really think they could keep everything in suspended animation until Trump wins again. And then they could, you know, get things roaring back to how it used to be under his, uh, his sorry ass, right? And they could plug in all their sycophants into these empty slots. But that's not how this is going to work out. Well, the problem is it, it'll be too, it'll, and if I, they drag the election, they'll they will no one will vote for Republican because by that time, think about it. If they really shut the government down all until what next election? A year, yeah, freaking year. I mean, this country, this country will 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 this country will explode. It won't take long. You you take those Social Security checks and stop. You know, you you watch. You know, they'll probably pass some stopgap where, you know, they'll they'll get the Social Security. They'll say, okay, we won't touch Social Security and Medicare, but we'll fuck with everything else, you know, air traffic control. I don't know, whatever. It's, it's just the, the social, social Security is not affected by this. Shutdown? Social Security, Medicare, and some Medicaid to states won't be affected. Right. All right well, it's that's... the administration of it, though. And, like, uh, I think it was – was it you, Kevin, or Steve, that, or maybe Jeremy, that kept saying, "There's ten. Oh, maybe Steve from Georgetown. Ten thousand new people come on per month online. So facilitating and the the bureaucracy of that, that is effective. Yeah, that, not no, the actual hard <laughs> dollars, but the soft <laughs> indirect costs are are definitely affected. Well, the the people who get payments now like the old folks like me, will not be affected. Right. You'll still get your check if there's somebody there to fucking sign their name to it. It's it's, it's semi-automated. Yeah, with things like direct deposit. But if the computer goes down, the guy that puts, brings the, like me, the little guy that presses the button to make the computer come back if he ain't getting a paycheck you think he's gonna log on and for work guarantee you no well what boggles my mind is they're willing to uh, 
to to have the United States military hang fire and all the military contractors support the troops, y'all. Don't step on SNCC. God, that mental image! They don't I cre- give a fuck. That, that mental image <laughs> I created last night of uh, G- uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jordan's urine-colored snake flag duvet. I think I dr- I think I had a nightmare about oh. it last night. Oh, oh I don't <laughs> like that. And he's and he's old and he's old, and he climbs and he's old, into bed in his leotard. Yeah, and he's old, I was gonna say and he's old <laughs> his old the Ohio State University wrestling ah. leotard, you know, framed on the wall like a football jersey. Oh, that's what that's what really gets Mrs. Jordan all hot. Shut uh. up, stop it. <laughs> no sense for being there's no there's no, <laughs> there's no cause for overt <laughs> vulgarity. He has to wear his mouth. And she and he has to look the other way for sure. He can't look at her eyes. He has to look the other way. He's horrible. Oh, isn't cowbell it? for that? Yes, cowbell for that. Give a girl a chance to reach for the damn thing. Bunch of cowbell starved. Okay, so what do you think? Uh, so what about what I was saying earlier? Uh, you think they might uh, run a woman's name up the flagpole? I was thinking about that driving home. God, and um, foot? <laughs> she's a she's a she's a anything. You know, you brought up money that the guy was pissed off about the money. Um, the GOP, you know, and she's a good fundraiser. She's a lightning rod, and if they prop her up, and they probably say, "Hey, look, we'll, we'll we'll make tons of money by making her speaker." It's not like they want to make her speaker; they want to make money. Think about it. Bingo. Right. And they'll make a boatload of fucking cash if they put her up there. They probably say, "Hey, look, we'll, we'll make tons of money." Because she'll be like, she'll she'll have the. She'll say the craziest. You know how it's going to run, roll. She's going to say the craziest shit day in and day out, and uh-huh. just rake in the fucking money. Go ahead, I'm good. Yeah, because all of the Loises in Staten Island will send them to 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 stop the communist uh, the, that communist uh, Hakeem Jeffries. That's who we need. Someone like her. Someone stand up. He tells it how it is. Yeah. He's sort of a plainly. Yeah. He's actually a centrist. Can you believe it? Can you fucking believe that. I, I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him. Elise Stupidnik has ambition. She's like the number two or number three in the, or was under under Cavers. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, hey. You know that we can't. We don't have. She. They don't have to be a member of Congress, correct? Yeah. True. What about Michelle Bachman? What she's doing? Oh no, she's got too nice a gig. She's running. Uh, uh, she's running the, the Department of Government uh, at uh, uh, Pat Robert Pat Robertson Crayola University. She's trying to keep Marcus away from the pool boy. Now I was going to say, and Marcus gets all the corn dogs he wants. <laughs> I'm horrible. I know it.
uh, who? Hey, you know what? Maybe they could bring bring back Louis Asparagus Gomert. Yeah. Or Steve Cantaloupe's King. Or Boehner. No, no, they hate Boner. No. Yeah, Eddie Eddie Munster either because they, both of them got run. That is true. Did did. Do we have uh, John Boehner's cry bucket in the Smithsonian? No, but we do have one of his empty wine boxes of uh, uh, Merlot. Yeah. Oh, uh, Randy Radar says and, and, uh, that Pennsylvania Congressman Dan Muser may seek the Speaker's gavel. You know, I would bring back John... Uh, Boehner, just for his one line in his autobiography of Cracking Balls Will Cry In, that was, fuck you, Ted Cruz. I bring him back just for that. Yeah, they could start every session with that. I'd, I'd vote for him, just to say that. Nothing else. And cry. And he said Jim Jordan was a legislative terrorist. So, Well, he's right about that, too. I didn't catch that. What was that? That broke up. Tracy joined. Oh, is Tracy in the room? Who? What? What? Who? Where have you been, Tracy? (laughs) Oh, working my ass off. Oh, excuse me. Oh my God. Uh, no, I was just I I had to, I've been working for so much I kind of had to go take a nap. But I'm like, okay, I'm awake now. I can function. But well, I'm just good to hear your voice, Tracy. Thank you, Chris. How are you, baby? Well, I'm um, doing good, hanging in there. That's all we can do, especially in times like we in it. I, you know what? I don't allow y'all. I don't know any of you guys who are Christians or whatever, but this is the fucking in the days. I'm just really wait. But the problem is, if Jesus comes back, they're gonna throw him in a detention center because he's a brown person. Sure. Because mm-hmm. he is not a he is not a Norse fucking guy. Nope. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll it's maybe he'll get some blue eyed contacts. Yeah, you know, and get some bleach and cream. And get a and get a blonde wig or weed. Because well, Tracy, if he shows wait, up Jesus in Florida, with, he's going to wait. Jesus with a weave. Or give her cowbell. Give her cowbell. Give him a conk. blonde. Well, Tracy will be thrown in prison for wearing a dress in Florida if he shows up in Florida. In Florida, in Texas, in in Alabama, in Mississippi, come on! I just, I, 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 you just I can't. listen to. I just can't. I just listen to this shit. And hey, baby, Robin, who was the brother, the representative that, that basically said, uh, called the Republicans out? for as much as they love Israel, but they can't get their shit together so we can send money to Israel. Oh, I mean, wasn't that, wasn't um, that Hakeem Jeffries? Was it, I don't remember. I, re- I just heard you talking about what he said. I didn't hear 
who said it. It was like he he's like sent a letter or something, and he really just clowned the motherfuckers. Oh, who was that? Yeah, he did clown. They they were be clowned. Oh, they were clowned. Yeah, Tracy wasn't it? I forgot who it was, but he was saying something like, you know, they're they they need strong leadership, and he said, I agree with Jim Jordan that strong leadership is needed with the speaker. That's why they should join with us and vote for H- Hakeem Jeffries, right? But I I don't like I said I don't remember everything that he said, but I just remember you put Robin you pointing out how he fucking clowned those, but they're so fucking obtuse. But they don't even realize that they're being clowns, stupid motherfuckers. I, I, they are clueless, absolutely clueless. They really just, think they can they can blame the Democrats for this, and right? the miracle people will right. believe. Right, and so like you know, because I listen to KNX ten seventy out here uh, because it's you know traffic on the fives, and so they of course. Uh, they've been going back to uh, actually there's a couple of journalists on the um <laughs> and so whenever they have people on they kind of they kind of get ugly with people because <laughs> they had a republican strategist on the other day and they keep they kept he's like but wait a minute what about this and what about that like today they had somebody on a state senator he's a democrat though it was saying how, because we've had, we had, there was a horrific death, um, accident on PCH on Tuesday night. Um, Pacific Coast he, Highway, for those of you who don't speak Southern California. Oh, shut up, babe, I know what PCH is. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> so, so there were these four girls. Well, okay, first of all, anybody that's walked the, the, the deadliest, the most deadly part of the P, of PCH is the Santa Monica at Malibu. I don't fuck with the uh, we're fuck with PCH until I'm north of Malibu. It's like I'm in, literally until I'm in Ventura County because it's, it's 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 ridiculously dangerous. And people fly down that street, that that expansive highway at breakneck speeds. Well on Tuesday night, these four girls, Pepperdine University, um, students who were walking down PCH, first of all, you go you you I don't know where they were but this asshole was driving so f- at, at such a rate of speed that when he killed, when he hit and killed them, he destroyed all these other cars. One car was hit. The, the force, the impact was so great that it split the car in half. And he was just driving the BMW. So you gotta wonder <laughs> how fast. Are you picking on me? <laughs> Are you picking on me? <laughs> oh, baby, I am not. Oh, and, and so it's like. <laughs> Some some kid. Now, of course, he survived, twenty one years old, but the girls didn't. And so, they had a state senator that represents um, uh, that part, Malibu, and you know they were back and forth about you know what about why is this and you know of course they do the political speak and he and they're like no 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 because they had a father on there like the day before whose daughter was also killed on PCH like 10 years ago, for almost like 10 years to the day. And he's, he's actually done a, did a doc, he's done a documentary, I think it's called 21 Miles. But, but he's like, he has, he, has, he has written, he has called, and, you know, Cal, Cal Transit, who's in charge of, you know, state highways and stuff, 
and no avail. Oh, we got to study this. We got to do this. And so the one reporter said, how many more people got to die? Seriously. How many more people have to die? Because at this point... What is it that makes it... What is it? I mean, I, I'm ignorant. What is it that makes it so dangerous? Because it's people... Well, of course, the, this PCH has been around for 50 years. So, of course, it's like Mulholland Highway. Not designed for cars that go as, as you know, back when they were designed as cars that go fast, but not as fast as they go now. And people didn't drive the way they do now. So, yeah. people, I mean, there are people, especially at certain times of the day, when people are like, oh, there's nobody on the highway. So I could drive really fast. But the problem is, there's always somebody on the highway. Or somebody, the problem is somebody's going so fast they lose control, and that's what happened to that young boy who lost control of his car. Now, he's been charged with vehicular manslaughter, um, negligence, and gross negligence, and all this. But, of course, he must have money because guess what? They charged him, and, he, and they let him go. Mm-hmm. Now, these are the, so what I want to know, because <laughs> I just thought about this when I said it, because um, our DA, George Gold is up for re-election in 2024. And the, and, and the conservatives, he ain't tough enough on crime. Just zero bail and blah, blah, blah. Because, and so now we just have somebody that killed four people. And he's out on, I guess he has to, he better be out on bail. Because if he did not get, if he is not getting cash bail, I don't hear nobody screaming, well, what about the other victims? Why could we, we got to keep him in jail so he don't hurt nobody else? I ain't hear that motherfucker. Ain't heard no one screaming about the, the justice for the families and the justice for those girls while that boy was let out of jail. But yet, when Pookie and them still six pack. Wait, Pookie? Yeah. Pookie. Pookie and Ray Ray and them, and Ray Ray and Little Dre, and of course, of course, Little Dre. (laughs) When they still a six pack, they're ready for the Spanish. They're ready to put them in front front of a Spanish Inquisition. But the kid that killed four people and caused countless damage to to cars and more than likely to guardrails. And all this, I ain't heard a motherfucking word about why isn't he still in jail. No. You know, like this whole thing about Trump, this motherfucker, who was in control. Yeah, he can't keep his mouth shut in fucking court. Really? And and, and then, again, if it had been Pookie and him. Or rerun. Or Ray Ray, (laughs) or or T-Bone. Or little Kale or any of them, Dre, little Dre, and they were talking shit about a clerk and all this. No, no, said, they they would be so long gone. And I, yeah, you know, Tracy, Tracy, I got to tell you that you got. I love the fact that you got people living in your head like I got Emery and Marveline. Yes, yes, I. Yeah, it's, it's no. You bring you bring that story up. In uh, here's an interesting one. This is. If rerun tried to pull that bullshit in court, first of all, rerun wouldn't have done that bullshit. Cause rerun, no, he he, he a negro. Okay, <laughs> he know that. Rerun, Ray Ray, he re, look. 
<laughs> like, I love it when, like, I love it because, you know, I don't care about white people tears and I have no filter when white people say stupid shit in my car. And we were talking, somebody was, somebody said in, in the, in the myriad, in the, and the many people that I've driven over the past 16 years, so many stupid things that white people have said to me. And I let them, I didn't know for the fucking boom on them. And they were talking about illegals and such about driving and how they drive reckless. And so, yes, they do. But so they're all the fucking people, right? And I said, people who are here undocumented, they follow the law to a point because they don't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, that like and, and, and you know they they don't think shit through, Tracy. The 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 uh, the people who say we can't be letting the illegals get no driver's license. Well, then they can't get insurance either, dipshit. Dipshit. Which means when they hit you, you're fucked. Yeah, that's fucked. what happened to me with my car in 2003. I had a brand new vibe. Five months old, bam. And the guy, the kid couldn't have been older than 16 years old. And he made sure that I was okay. I came up to him to swap insurance. He said, are you okay? Are you okay? And I said, yeah, yeah. And I held out my insurance card and he drove off. Because. Exactly. You know, so when it's like the guy who hit my brother and totaled my car. Same thing. And when I got, years before I became, you know, y'all's, you know, the the person, the voice of all black people in the United States yeah. on the horn. The spokesperson. You're right, right. The spokesperson for black folk. Uh, I was in a, a really bad and, accident. And black lesbians. Black lesbians. Well, uh, remember, you know, and lesbians. Well, uh, well not, <laughs> we're not lesbians because I'm not a lesbian, but I'm queer. So, yeah, oh, queer. So, sorry. Queer. queer. You know, yeah. So, so uh, you know, I'm the spokesperson for black queer people. Speaking of which, I know everybody's going to see the Bayard, they're going to go, going to watch the Bayard Rusted movie when that shit comes on television. Yes. Yeah, I digress. Oh, the but, other, and the other, the other one I want to see is Killers of the Flower Moon. Dude, yes. Yes. Dude, I was going to go see that today at the movies because, I mean, I know I could just wait until it comes on Apple TV, but, um, I want to see that shit on the big screen. Yeah, I'm going to go um, tomorrow. My nephew's got two back-to-back soccer games, but I'm going to go after that. I'm, because, I'm definitely, uh, I definitely need to see that. I, I, I need, because you, you know, you know how I feel about history and indigenous people. I love when they hit, show how <laughs> I, I had white people dying because I could, I could read my audience. I could tell when I could talk shit about white people in front of white people. And nothing gives me more joy. But, uh, and so I was talking about something, and I said, Well, you know, white people, they said, this one of my customers said, I said, Well, you know, white people are just awful. They're like, It, it, it catches them off guard when I say shit. Right. Like that. They're like, uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do be like that. <laughs> and, yeah. like, and so, I mean, look, I mean, no, look, some of my best friends are white. <laughs> right. You have a white fr- to a white woman. You you, know? you got you, you know? got you got a white friend, do you, Tracy? Two. Well, I got you and I got and a white wife. Too, right? <laughs> and a white wife. So that's pretty, you know, I, I, I'm I'm white I, I, I'm white by adjacent by uh, adjacent. You know, I, I'm white adjacent. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm there you adjacent. go. And so, <laughs> so 
when I see shit like, you know, oh, you know what? I read an article, and Robin, because you're the word, this, the, the queen of words and all this shit, mm. I, 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 I need you. Okay, why, why are they fucking with me? Okay, so I read, speaking of that movie, I read an article about um, the um, the movie, you know, Killers of the, um, what is it, Killers of the what moon? Flower moon. About Flower moon, okay. And so they said something about it being a, a August Osage or something, and I'm like, I know that has to do with, a, what the fuck does that mean? I hate it when they use references, and I know it's not obscure, but it's just, I hate it when people are so smart that they're too smart for what they're right. And you know what? There's another case of that. By the way, I got a note for you from Tom in Sunny San Rafael, PCH for Tracy. Corner of PCH and Chautauqua and West Channel. Only place I crashed my motorcycle. Probably 79 or 80. Horrible road then and surely worse now. My old stomping grounds. Yep. Like I said, when people, like the other day, as a matter of fact, um, I got a call when I was driving Uber, no, Lyft. And so it was it was Palisades Beach. And it's been so long since I've driven over there because I usually avoid anything Pacific Palisades, Malibu, Santa Monica. I'm on PCH because it's such a scary trying to, trying to get to where people are, right? Um, and so it was uh, Palisades Beach. And I forgot that Palisades Beach basically is the Santa Monica portion of PCH. But it's still on PCH, but they call it Palisades Beach, right? And so I was like, fortunately, it was that 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 part of the day, and it was a Sunday, so it wasn't that busy. And it was October, you know, because actually it was this last Saturday, so there was not a lot of traffic. But PCH, okay, y'all, y'all, I don't know if you know, but you know what I, I don't know. Do you guys know I drive a cab? Yeah, I don't know if you knew this. Really? For real? Okay, so you, you know that. And you, you know how I can... <laughs> and I literally have been driving in L.A. since I was 13 years old. So we're talking four over four decades of driving. There is only a couple of places that scare me, PCH being one of them. When I... Because there's such a... PCH and... Um, I mean, like, scare me to... Not like water bowel scared or anything like that, but it, it's I'm apprehensive because whiter. Uh, let's let's just say whiter knuckled. Yes, and it, it wasn't because now, like you know, people are just driving way too fast, y'all. And See, th- this is this is call, if you get a call to to a neighborhood over there. I mean, do you just find an alternate route. Well, there's some places that you have to go at PCH. That's why I don't fuck with it. Oh, so if you get that call, you're like, no, no it's, it's interesting. But no. it's interesting. It's interesting what you say there, Tracy, because uh, one of the things Annette points out, she said, I think I think something happened during the pandemic and people lost the ability to operate motor vehicles. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you something. I think I've said this on the show. I said before COVID, the social contract was already on life support. Now, after COVID, the motherfucker's DOA. Okay? People have stopped caring about other people. People have become 
so narcissistic and fucking self-centered. And you could tell by the, it's like the way people, so the latest thing, this is what people are doing now. So you got, I don't know in, you know, in your neck, in everybody else's neck of the woods. So in LA, and I'm pretty sure it's in other parts of the country as well. We have the middle lane that's like, and it has broken lines, you know, broken dotted lines on the inside, which means you can start and you can either start and end a U-turn or a left turn, right? And a lot of times those middle lanes, you know, wind up in a left turn lane, right? Right. Y'all, we got motherfuckers that are using that as a lane. So what they do, they go flying down that lane, they cut into the left lane, and while people are, and so then, while people who are driving, you know, north, south, or what have you, on opposite sides of the freeway, not the freeway, but the street, so when they go into the middle lane, y'all, and then cut into the intersection and keep going in the, the direction of traffic that they were in. So you're, you're, you know, you minding your business. I don't know. You're heading west on, on, on Venice Boulevard, right? And so you're in the intersection, and the next thing you know, some fool is flying down the middle and cutting into the left turn lane and then cutting in front of you to the heading and then going west. And it's like, to watch it, it is frightening. It is it is so terrifying. And these people who, you know, are literally running, weaving in and out of traffic. That is why we have had so many, now, many accidents. And what's happening now, and you, I don't know how you, I know, I I feel a lot about people, you know, like, um, like, right, I mean, um, red light um, t- t- uh, uh, cameras and all that, but there's been so many deaths, y'all. They're actually considering this. I think they put. I think it became a law that they're going to start putting not red light cameras, but speeding speeding cameras at these that along these roads where people are dying. And I don't like Uncle Sam. I mean, I don't like Big Brother watching me, right? No, but right? but. Right now, with people dying and for considering what the fuck I do for a living, and every time I drive, take back my black ass out my driveway, I am literally taking not only my life into my own hands, well, it's not even my own hands. That's the problem. Because uh-huh. Jan is first to say, I'm not worried about you driving. You, you are an excellent, amazing driver. And that says the same thing to me. Right. I am not worried about you, boo-boo. I am worried about the motherfucker that thinks that they are Mario and Dreddy, and they think that uh, that the the four hundred five or the oh no no see two. yeah yeah see that's a, yeah that's it's the same thing. I mean, I get I get panic attacks going through Nashville, particularly on the north side uh, of like I sixty five South, because there's like six lanes on either side. Oh Jesus! And Invariably, I, you know, and and I'm I'm playing. I'm in the game, okay. So I'm keeping a steady eighty, okay. Yes. And invariably, some asshole in a '78 Caprice with a Bush Palin 2008 sticker on his car will roar right up on my ass, pop over in the right lane. And pass me at, and pass me at a hundred and ten. It was bad. It was bad enough. I've had a couple of kind of just uncomfortable incidents. Uh, 
uh, when you're when you're coming into when you're coming into Chattanooga uh, south and, uh, of Knoxville, same way. And there's just all this glittering concrete, and it's like, fuck, because uh, you're coming off a plateau. And it got to the point where I talked to my therapist about it, and I said, "Am I okay? Am I having?" And she said, "Robin." You just described someone passing you on the right on a freeway at 110 miles an hour. I'd be worried if that didn't freak you out. Well, for me, it's like, like you said, I'm, I and I was talking to. I have a new, I have a new personal that I picked up that I took to the airport and picked them up today. And so we were. <laughs> I call him a new phrase. I, cute little white, cute Jewish, cute Jewish guy, right? And I said something that I hadn't even heard until the other day. I was watching this thing about um, people who are are awful and they steal and stuff like that. This black this brother said it went from sugar to shit in in in, in less than six is less than sixty seconds. Oh, and that's I good. Something about right from sugar to shit. And he's like, oh my god, that's my life from sugar to shit. But we were just talking about how things are. That's going like so that's bad. like that's like Malloy saying if it ain't lice it's if it ain't lice it's bed bugs. That's just bed bugs. And so it's like I'm driving along, minding my own business, and like, and we were both saying, because of course everybody speeds. I speed, but I am a like I said, I am hyper aware of my surroundings. I have spatial awareness. I'm constantly checking my. You know, remember we were taught how to drive in high school. Yes. And drivers ed and drivers training. It was five weeks of drivers ed and five weeks of drivers training. And on top of that, they would not let your ass in that vehicle until you got you had to be in that simulator a, a few times before you got behind the fucking Yeah, vehicle. and the simulator and the simulator did you had to learn to drive standard and automatic. And automatic and the standard simulator was was on the was 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 a column shifter. Oh shit. Wow. You know, so in the classic we, H pattern, one, two, three, no, reverse. Okay. See, yeah, no. And so we were taught how to drive. We, but we are a dying, we're not a dying generation. Well, fuck shit, I'll be 60 in a couple of minutes. But Shut up. it's like, <laughs> but the thing is, we are getting older and we won't, there won't be many of us driving for much, too much longer. So we got all these entitled little Zoomers and millennials who everybody they were when they were careful. Up, you're gonna oh, careful, careful. You're gonna you're gonna get accused of being a boomer if you're gonna bitch about the Zoomers and the the, the Zoomers and the and, and the millennials. Okay, call me a fucking boomer. I don't give a god. I mean, you're not. You're an ex. You're, but the funny thing I'm is, I do, I do I do notice in in you know popular culture, ex people are getting gooned on. For their age now. Yes, uh-huh. we are. And yes, we are. And and I love the res- I love the response posts where somebody from Gen X will say, "Do not fuck with me." Do not fuck with me. We are Gen X. Think- we were thrown we out of our X. homes at seven o'clock in the morning in the summer and told not to come back till it was dark. Right. We learned we to cook left- at eight years old because there were no adults in the house. That we were working left- we laundry. Were OG- Look, we were the fucking OG latchkey kids. Fuck y'all. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But I was gonna I was gonna point something out. Um, oh, where was I? Uh, oh, you were ta- you were talking about. Uh, uh, first of all, thank you to Frank. Frank just got us down to fifteen thirty nine. Thank you, Frank. And thank if you, Frank. 
Thirty. If we if we do thirty nine, Frank. If we do thirty nine more bucks, that means we're fully funded for all of last week. Look, Frank, my lips are hot. No. Oh. No, I, I was thinking. I was thinking about the uh, the the woman in the uh, shingles commercial, Frank. Oh. I still haven't forgotten. Oh, I thought her. you were talking about Frank and hot lips. That's what I thought. Right. And that's what I did too. And that's why I said Frank. Well, I, I actually, I, back when Twitter wasn't so toxic, I actually found the actress's name, and I tweeted to her and said, "I, I, I love, the, I love that commercial, and you're, you're, you're so channeling, uh, you're, you're so channeling Loretta Swit." And she's like, "That is such a high compliment. Thank you." She said, "That's actually what I was trying to do." So, yay! Uh, but yay. no, let's see. The, we, uh, Thirty-nine more bucks, and we are fully funded for last Friday. So that's amazing. Uh, we we we've done a lot. Of, we've done a lot of catching up. Um, yeah, uh, when I when I open up the page to see, I was, I'm running. I'm driving on a really awful road because you know, instead of spending money on, well, they they started to repave the road, and now it's that gravelly shit that until they put the the tar or whatever. Yeah. It's just gravel. Fun. They had enough money to tear up the road, but not, not, not. Right. So, so I wanted you, we, you were talking earlier about white people behaving badly and Christopher, you'll love this one. Congress. Now that no Christopher, this is out of the greater Chicago land area. I love saying greater Chicago land area. I feel so authentic. Makes me want a hot dog. Uh, Suburban Chicago, 69-year-old white woman, sashays into Walgreens. This was LaGrange, Illinois. She she sashays into uh, Walgreens, grabs a case of beer, and just sashays right back out. Oh. Oh. Okay. And they were like, hey, you going to pay for... Is she an RFID chip in her head or something? (laughs) Liquid barcodes, maybe. I don't know. But so oh, the, I took the vaccine. I would <laughs> so they called the cops, and the woman finally bought the beer. The store employees were decent enough that they didn't press charges, but they did ask the cops so they wouldn't have to do it deal with it again. They asked the cops to give her a no trespass order. Mm. Well, this sixty-nine-year-old cranky, entitled old white woman. was handed the ticket by the cop, which she then tore into tiny pieces in front of him and dropped on the floor at his feet. And then she left the store with the beer she'd bought and headed to a bus stop. But then she turned around ten minutes later walked back into the store and screamed that word that has all the same letters as ginger. As ginger. Uh, and then turned around, stormed back out, and got on a bus. Ginger, please. Wow. <laughs> Speaking I mean, of ginger, please. Honestly. I can't see. This is, this is, this is why... When people, this is what I try to impart on my white, on my white folks that I, I, 
that are in my cab about white privilege, I tell them all. And when they try to say blah, I'm like, no, 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 no. No, and when I give them examples of shit like that, and I'm, and I'm I, I, I just, because my whole existence is when I watch shit, I watch it through that lens of a, form, a formerly, a former felon. Because let's face it, I was accused of a white-collar crime. I convicted of a white-collar crime, rather. But I'm black. So you're going to get, I'm going to, you know, I get 10 years probation when motherfuckers like Elizabeth Holmes and all these other people who was intentional in, the, in their crimes did a, well, she's actually in jail, but now she's not going to serve the whole time. Because she could afford the best the best attorneys in the country. Whereas, you know, Pookie and them, and now and me, we Pookie. can't do shit. Pookie. Pookie and, and Ray Ray. And Ray Ray. A little dry. Uh-huh. A little dry. Because that. So, I would have, I mean, trust and believe, I know there's black people that do stupid shit with cops and stuff like that. How for never? If there was a black person, I there would well look at Sandra Bland. What ha, what was her crime? She upset the white cop because she had the audacity to ask him what the you know why, and then she winds up dying in jail. Oh, there I saw another one the other day that was just horrifying, and and the cop will get away with it. it happened in Georgia. A man, a black man who had been wrongfully incarcerated for something like 26 years. Crazy time, a crazy amount of time. Well, he was released because he was wrongfully convicted. And so he was driving from Georgia down to Florida. He got pulled over for driving crazy fast, you know, like 90-plus and the cop shows up and tells him to get out of the car, you know, the license registration, you know, get out of the car. And you can you can almost imagine dude being triggered. Right. And so he gets eventually he gets out of the car and then he decides to and, and the body cam footage is out there apparently. And so he goes after the cop, the cop tases him. Doesn't slow him down. Doesn't slow him down. And uh, I think he took a swing at him, and then the cop wasted him. I don't understand why deadly force is always the option. Is the go-to option? Uh, Nor do I. That's the thing. I don't think. uh, I don't think even reckless driving has a summary execution component. Well, there's a, 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 a case about to go to trial out here. So this Latinx sister had rented a U-Haul van um, to take supplies to a um, woman's shelter out here in L.A. I think it was in East L.A., whatever. And so the cop pulls her over because and they run the plates. There's a rental. And so it's coming back as stolen. Now, 
instead of just, you know, because I don't know, there's these things called computers and, and human error and sh people make mistakes, right? So instead of pulling her over and asking for a registration and maybe seeing the rental agreement, which would have, you know, he snatches her out the car and, and wrestles her down to the ground, handcuffs her, guns, you know, guns bared, goes in the back of the police car for an hour. And of course, it comes back that it was a mistake that she had not stolen the vehicle. Oopsie. But why is that the first thing you do? Because like, so like you just talked about that white woman who tore up the ticket. Do you think he would have done something like that to a white woman? Fuck no. He would have asked her for her ID and, you know. Yes, ma'am. May I see her, your ID, ma'am? Thank you, ma'am. May I, see the, may I see the registration or rental agreement? Thank you, ma'am. Have a nice day, ma'am. Yeah, have a nice... Oh, okay. Well, it's showing that this is stolen, but I showed... You know, I ran the place. It's showing that it's stolen, but obviously it's not. You need to call the rental car place to clear this shit. It, the whole scenario would have been so different. Oh, yeah. but, and, and by the way, you got, you got kind of a... Uh, you got a long-distance cowbell from uh, our pal Texas T. Uh, he just posted over on my Facebook page, and uh, he just said, quote, Robin, the queen of words and all that shit, unquote. <laughs> and, Texas, and Texas T said, I love Tracy. <laughs> Thank you. And Haley, Robin, you need business cards made up with that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, Robin Kincaid, the queen of words and all that shit. It's a beautiful thing. Well, I mean, because again, oh, and, and, but it, uh, just another one because you'll get a kick out of this from the Department of Dumbass. Uh, there was there's a dude named Stephen Boykin. This is the name right there, Boykin. Yeah. I've heard this name. Go ahead. Oh, no, there's another Boykin, General Boykin, and he's the one who said, our God is better than their God, and that's why we'll win. You know, one of those, oh, Jesus. He, he, was my, he was Michael Flynn before Michael Flynn was Michael Flynn. Oh. Christ on a cracker. Um, so he was about to get out of prison, Stephen Boykin was. About to. Yeah, about to. He was doing, he was doing uh -oh. federal time because... Back in the day, he took to mailing letters to uh, Barack Obama and Oprah Winfrey and George W. Bush, even. Oh, shit. Uh, telling them that he was going to kill their ass. Oh. So he was scheduled to be released this month. Uh-oh. But. Notice the verb tense. Mm-hmm. But. Well, often, Robert. well, he 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 decided to correspond a little bit with uh, President Biden. Oh, oh! And sent him a uh, and and sent the president a letter saying that he would kill him too. Once Ooh. I get out, and I will take matters <laughs> in. I will go to Washington D.C. I'll take matters into my own hands and finish what I started. And then he said. Uh, the, the, the news story says he then states in a letter addressed to Philip Boykin, 
that he plans to then return to Greenville, South Carolina and finish what Dr. Death and the others want Stephen to do and what the other have planned will in fact happen. There is no ifs and or buts about this. It will end the way my father's always wanted it. My father always wanted it to end destruction. And they were they were sent to the federal courthouse in Greenville, South Carolina, to President Joe Biden and Philip Boykin. And uh, uh, in the letter to Philip Boykin, he said, well, I'm sitting here buying my plan, time, plan waiting until I get out. I'm going to make sure each one of you suffer. And when I'm done, I'm going to eat your body parts with the following people. Michelle and Barack Obama, Ron DeSantis, Vice President Harris. And nobody knows. Why is that? That's well, on but, that list. But, 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 he, 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 but Ron DeSantis was on the list, though, though. But, okay. yeah, why? Pick a side, asshole, you know? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. That was horrible. Speaking speaking of people threat, people eating, oh. so I was I picked up somebody the other day and you know, the whole thing about the Murdoch murders and stuff. Well now there's so we're driving down the street and it's a big ass billboard with Bill Pullman playing the Murdoch guy, right? And so and there was a sister, she's like, Why is there not a lifetime movie? And she told me she couldn't remember the name, so we Googled it. It was a black woman who killed her hu- her white husband, cut him up, and cooked him and ate him. Why yeah. is she? Why is there no movie about her? Why is it that only the white people get the cr- the crazy white people get fucking <laughs> movies, man? Yeah, it's Jeffrey like, Von Dahmer, right? <laughs> right. It's like, look, you know, he was a culinary movie. genius. Yeah, he was a culinary genius too. <laughs> you know, and it's like so. But no, he was, I guess, her sugar daddy. And I, actually, speaking as a black woman and who is married to a white person, there are times, y'all, there are times that people say things. And I'm like, but the only reason, like I I told Jan one time, we had had a, a particularly bad fight. And I said, bitch. The only reason why you're still vertical and not fucking horizontal is because I'm not going to jail for killing a white woman. Yeah, I said that. That's pretty mean. And she she thought I was playing. I was not. Because it's like, again, I have this, I know what I know what I went through for, you know, fraud. What the fuck would I go through for killing a white woman. It's like, ah, I mean, I, you guys know I would never hurt somebody like that. But right. I, I can, I, shut up. I understand the inclination <laughs> of wanting to lay and throw elbows and lay hands. Oh, and back to the ginger please um, reference that I made earlier, Robin. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is happening with Cornell West? I was wondering if you were going to get around, get around uh, to Brother Cornell. Oh. You tell us you're his spokesperson, at least for this show. Well, I said no. no I, I, I sent I sent Tracy the story the other day. Uh, remember Har Har Crow? Oh yeah, how can we forget? Yeah, Har Har gave uh, Har Har has given the, the maximum allowable donation to Cornell West and his independent bid for president, and Cornell took oh. the money. Oh. Get out of here. Sorry. Oh, 
And then had to say this. The nerve to say I'm, I'm bought and unbought. Wait, he said what? <laughs> I'm. Uh, that was one of the big things. I think Shirley Chisholm said it. I'm unbought and unbossed. Oh, Cornell said that. Whoops. It. I'm like, okay, so now I can say it, Ginger, please. But I got to say it right, Ginger, please. That's so disappointing. Jeez. It, it, it's, it's, I think maybe there's some, uh, uh, not that I would wish dementia on such a brilliant mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you got to But And, and uh, I, on, in terms of other independent candidates for president, there is new polling data that shows that now he's running as an independent. Rotted FK is doing more damage to Nitwit Nero than Joe Biden. I heard that too. That's good. Who is who? Who? Rotted FK. I don't know who that is. RF, RFK Jr. Oh him! Oh, Mister, oh, oh, the vaccine will kill you. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, 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 don't take the vaccine, black people. It will kill you. Because it's genocide. Only if you're Chinese or Ashkenazi Jew, is that right? Uh, Well, and apparently people with uh, high levels of, and even high levels are minuscule levels, but people with high levels of uh, Neanderthal DNA Mm. are particularly susceptible to the virus. So why is the Republican Party alive? Yeah. Well, your girl here, your girl has your girl here has a higher amount of Neanderthal DNA than seventy eight percent of the humans on the planet. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, so yeah, the only the only the only person I know with more more Neanderthal DNA is Annette. We found each other for a few. few. (laughs) It's too much. Because we, I think we had this discussion about um, uh, about you know DNA testing and stuff. And as a matter of fact, let me pull up my DNA test to show how much white people are in me. Was, Robin, do was, you two watch uh, Quest of Fire together? Oh, <laughs> well, there's a there's a I think there's a particular reason that we laughed extra hard at Encino Man. <laughs> okay. Ooh. So I saw some breaking news. I guess Steve Bannon was pushing hard for Jim Jordan. So that makes that makes me smile. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, I've got. Oh, by the way, I got a uh, note from Arnold in PA. Uh, Robert Robert F Kennedy blows. Agreed. And Arnold says, "Great show. Hi everybody. Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold." And here's a funny one, and I'm trying to sort out the the logistics of it, but uh, one of the people who's been voting against Jacket Off Jordan was Vern Buchanan, a Republican from Florida. Any relation? Um, To who? To uh, Buchanan. What's his name? The asshole. Pat. Oh, no, no, yeah. I, I don't know, but uh, Vern, uh, after after yesterday's humiliation of Jim Jordan, uh, decided to have a little 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 uh, little fun. Uh, someone who calls himself uh, Turning Point uh, uh, Rogan O'Handley said, uh, 
leaked, Florida Representative Vern Buchanan, who now refuses to vote for Jim Jordan for Speaker, was partying last night at the White House bowling alley. Now, I don't know if this is the White House bowling alley, but it was accompanied with video and, you know, audio, I suppose. We'll find out. White House bowling alley. 1650 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah, dude just rolled a strike. And now he's white guy dancing on the... No, don't... No, don't, no, don't, don't, white guy dancing. Yes, it was terrible. <laughs> Did he do the overbite, too? Yes. <gasps> and he did the gritty. The only thing he didn't do was the running man. Oh! <laughs> now, now renamed the Ted Lasso. The Ted Lasso. That's so unfortunate. Oh, that's another thing I told said something to somebody because they were doing. I was driving somewhere and I avoided all this traffic, right? And and my passengers were just in, they're like, oh my god, blah blah blah. And I said, yeah, those poor unfortunate souls that are sitting in traffic because I had just watched the live version of the Little Mermaid. I thought <laughs> they're like. The stuff that I say, I really need to start recording because this shit is hilarious. Is <laughs> uh, Christopher, you have received a cowbell from um, Sumon out in Arizona. Oh, cowbell. really? Yeah, cowbell for Christopher for, what's his name? That asshole Buchanan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the asshole. You know the asshole. Buchanan with the Oxfords. <laughs> oh, and uh, gee, I hope it doesn't hurt too little. Apparently, um, precious princess, I wank my daddy Trump Kushner. Uh, her petty foggers are furiously uh, filing papers to try to keep I from having to testify at the fraud trial in uh, in, in Manhattan. Oh. She started out as a party defendant, but uh, there was a ruling that the statute of limitations had lapsed. And so she was removed as a party defendant. How did the statute of limitations lapse on her, but not the other? Not, uh, not the, I don't know. Uh, but she's uh, a princess. So, uh, nonetheless, uh, Attorney General Letitia James is still trying to subpoena her. And uh, her pettifogger, a dude named Bennett Moskowitz, said, The New York AG, which never deposed Ms. Trump, is effectively trying to force her back into this case from which she was dismissed by a unanimous decision of the Appellate Division First Department. And and uh, she no longer lives in New York State, so... There, there's no, there's no court jurisdiction over her. The New York AG knows this, which is why it has subpoenaed three corporate entities as an end run around its failure to pursue Ms. Trump's deposition when it had the chance. Well, here's a question. Wait, where, where did Iwanka go? Where did her and Jared move off to Dubai or something? <laughs> Are they living on that artificial palm-shaped subdivision or whatever? 
where? Well, not surprised, though, because all of her little New York socialite friends, you know, her BFFs, her besties, kind of quit having anything to do with her. But I didn't know Iwanka had fled the state. Is she down with Daddy? I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. So wait. Well, you can buy a lot of places with two billion dollars, you know. But what about what about six 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 Park Avenue? (laughs) That's where the devil lives. The devil. The devil. No, she lives out in Chautauqua in Westchester County. <laughs> well, it has been a fun conversation, y'all. Very Hello? fun indeed. Oh, oh Steve, hey, yeah. Steve. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Hey, I just want to a- answer a couple of questions about uh, Ivanka. She, they, she and Jared actually bought a house down in Florida. Oh. And I think part of the re- I think the main reason was it had it, it, the um, – Florida, you know, because of the bankruptcy laws down there, I don't know if you know, but your your house is is completely exempt from bankruptcy laws. Right. Yeah, I heard. Um, yeah. Wonder when? But, they, wonder when they bugged out? Um, I think it was not too long after they got that two billion dollar um, bit of allowance from the Saudis. Nice. But you know, like 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 her pettifogger said, you know what they will do is subpoena the the company. That's not that's you know that's you know that that's standard. That's the uh, and then have her te- have a corporate person testify. It's the state aversion of a thirty B six. Yeah, that's all it is. I and- think she would gladly testify against her daddy. That's the only way she's going to stay out of jail. Well, I, th- I think it's going to get bad enough that, uh, and, and we don't know what the paperwork is behind it all, but they're all Trumps, right? So they would uh, they would sell him out in a minute. In a minute, because he would sell them out. I'm surprised he's not. If truly she, if truly what she did is beyond the statute of limitations, there's every reason to think that she will be on the. Uh, someone please mute. Um, she will be on the chopping block because if they can put everything on well, her. You, you, they, you remember what? Remember when Nitwit Nero said, "Well, you know, if it had to be, uh, John Jr. and Eric could handle prison. I, 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 Ivanka couldn't handle it." <laughs> Wait, what? John, let me tell you something. Don Jr. If he goes to prison, it, and this is going to sound really gross and crude, it'll be it'll be a, less than a month before he has a plunger up his ass. No, no, baby. He's already look. The the brothers are already planning his 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 welcome party. He gonna be he's gonna be Bubba's bitch. Mm-hmm. Did anyone see the, the? Yep. Did anybody see the uh, movie Shawshank Redemption? What happens to people like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking something entirely different along the lines of "Shorty got a pretty mouth." Yes. Come on, the Trumps are so likable. What are you guys talking about? I know, Amelia. I mean, squeak, what's it, squeal like a pig? Squeal, Don Jr., squeal. You know what, that movie, I mean, that movie's what, about 50 years old? Because it came out in the 70s. That shit is still disturbing. It is terrifying. 
It is terrifying. You would tell you what I think the creepiest part of that movie is? The kid with the banjo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I heard it, but I heard a radio comedian one time who did a parody song of a Tom Petty hit. And granted, we're 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 fifteen thirty nine in the hole, but still, we could close off that thirty nine on that next couple of minutes. It'd be great. But uh, no, he he sang a parody version, and the chorus was Ned Beatty had the hardest part. <laughs> oh! Oh. Okay, so I got a challenge. Then you need your thirty-nine dollars. I twenty-dollar challenge. So somebody makes up that twenty. We got forty, and then you got a dollar to the good. Yeah, and uh, that and that means we're fully funded up to last. Uh, the, uh, the, we're just unfunded for this week. So that's awesome. Basically running. I'll match your behind. twenty, Tracy. Oh, bless okay, your good. heart, Christopher and Tracy. Thank you so much. Oh, I got a shirt, Robin. I think I told you about the bitter southerner. Oh yes, ma'am. I, oh, I love the bitter southerner. So I have. I just got my new shirts from the bitter southerner. One says, "Bring on the matriarchy," and another one says, "Libraries are essential." But the best ones I have. They were out of my size. That said, "Bless your heart." <laughs> and Can every, I say it right, Robin? everybody, not bless, bless your heart. God love you. You bless can't help heart. it. You can't help it. Oh, God. I just, I love the Bitter Southerner. I just, it says, uh, what does this say? Good, good Trouble, Better South. They, I love their t-shirts. I got the one that says I have um, uh, read banned books. Uh, uh, all y'all with the rainbow colors on it. And, uh, oh, practice radical empathy. So I wear I wear these shirts because I'm a walk. I still I and I know they're out there somewhere. I still want to I want to be curious, not judgmental T-shirt. Oh yeah, well like I said, I got my Ted Lasso T-shirt, and it says you know believe. Yeah. Because you know, you know, I, there are good white folks in the world, and Ted Lasso is one of them. He's a good white folk. Mm-hmm. What? What? Why? Why come y'all got all fired on me? Come on now. <laughs> Thank you, Christopher. Why that just landed. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, y'all. Okay. So we. Okay. One last thing before we go. I. I was talking about um, Killers of the Flower Moon earlier. Yes. I heard a. I heard a a, a. a review of it on. National Petroleum Radio while I was out running around going down to the settlements for provisions. And sometimes they just get a little too twee and a little too precious. Or call me out on this, okay? Because, I mean, I understand what underpins it, but at the same time, it's like, wait, what? Because along the way in the review, and by the way, this is a a three-and-a-half-hour movie, y'all. Oh, jeez. Are you serious? Yes. I have to get the extra large popcorn. And and don't get the extra large soda. No. No, because... You don't have the extra large pee. (laughs) Right. So so tell me if this is just a little too precious. The reviewer 
says, you know, Fox News style manual, of course. Some people have wondered if Martin Scorsese was the right person to tell this story and whether it should have been told by an indigenous person. And I, like I said, I get the vibe, okay? I do. And, and, and I get the point. But by the same token, this is Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Was anyone lining up to buy the... Because it comes from a book by the same name. Was anybody lining up to, 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 to option the book for the movie? No. Nope. No. And Robin... Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, I please, 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 please. He has a reputation for making shit that nobody wants to make. Yeah. And I, ha- I have to tell you, the one that comes to my mind, or, or not only that, but making ones that he probably knew would be controversial. And I, to me, the most obvious was The Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, which, while well, it, gets, it can get a little draggy, is, a fa- is, is an absolutely fascinating inquiry. Which, The Last yeah. Temptation of Christ? Yeah. Yeah, and let me tell you what I love about that movie. People are too goddamn stupid to know, to, to understand that it was a temptation and didn't actually happen. Right. Tem- temptation. The word temptation. Yeah, it's not the it, last it corruption. It's, you're right. It wasn't no. the last corruption of Christ. No. It wasn't it was, the last tango in Paris. It no. wasn't the last fucking of Christ. You it know? wasn't the last, yeah, it wasn't the last BJ. Of, of no, none of that actually what? happened and nobody fu- right. and, and well of course nine people out of ten who said it was horrible and blasphemous never saw it so. yeah, right of course I don't believe in blasphemy so there's that what is this thing Steve called I don't know nuance you know well, I think, I think right, it's much certain... I think it's much simpler than that Tracy I think well, it's, it is, it's called stupid common, well it's common sense Yes, and com- as my grandmother used to say, common sense just ain't so common, baby girl. <laughs> Truth. Well, y'all, I'm out of here. Thank you very kindly. Have fun on Bridge Day. I'm gonna try. I, I hope it's not just so miserable that I say screw it. But I'm gonna make my Bridge Day pot of chili and share that around. Hopefully, that'll be enjoyed. And uh, I will probably be a very sore girl. After walking many miles tomorrow, because I'll have to park on this side of the bridge, walk all the way across the bridge, walk into Fayetteville, and then turn around and walk all the way back. It'll be good for you. Yes, it will. That's some bullshit. No, that's not bullshit. You do you, boo. Walking is good. No, no, no. I'm just... No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, I don't walk no. I, I just the thought of walking. So, what you were were talking about doing is it, it, giving me palpitations. Because I live in L.A. and we don't walk. No, well, they, they walk run anymore. shuttle buses, but you have to park up here at the high school and you wait and you wait and you wait and you wait. And just, no. <laughs> and, they're repave, and they're repaving the mountain, or the road on the mountain. So that means taking the, taking the little route down the mountain and going across and back up into Fayetteville and then foraging for parking. That's, that's not a winning strategy. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But thanks, everybody.
thanks for the great conversation this evening. And thanks to all of our Patreon, Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thanks to our a la carte contributors. Thank you to each and every one of you who shares your precious finite, finite time. And no, Brother Deacon Asa, I am not jumping this year. Not going to take the plunge this year, Asa. I think Asa wants me to take that jump a little too, a little too much. Uh, but no, thank you to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thanks in the chat room. Roger, thank you so very much. Remember, the back porch will continue after this program goes off the air. So if you're a little nervous about being heard on the podcast or heard on the live radio, uh, jump in. Have fun. Thanks to our... Uh, News Ninjas, thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, like and subscribe to the podcast, please. It helps to grow the program. And it's free and easy. Thanks to our News Ninjas. Thank you. I already did that. Sorry. Blonde. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop. Schedule your booster. That was a big bust for me today. Um, wear your mask when you're around the maggots. I'll be carrying my mask with me tomorrow. No backpacks on the bridge, so... I can't carry anything but a shoulder bag. But there will be a couple of masks in it. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Carry it with you, pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance. That's going to be impossible tomorrow. And, uh, well, uh, if some if some maggot comes along and looks and says yeah we're going to we're going to we're, we're going to molest you nonviolently of course well avoid that maggot like the plague because he is and always 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 Gina it's all for you love you Wayne later have a great weekend everybody <laughs>